Yeah, I had a great little chat with Tony Nese on Saturday. Oh yeah, yeah, good at stuff. The old at the old Wrestle Pro show. Yeah, I guess actually got in trouble for talking to him. From whom? Uh, because I had a headset on. Oh. And I was talking to him with, and while everyone was doing cues and stuff, like Pat was on talking to the GoPro guys, and they were picking up my conversation, so they couldn't hear the cues. <laughs> it's the first time I ever had a headset on. Ah, fancy, fancy. How was the wrestle, oh, dude? It was. It was incredible, dude. I can't wait to talk about it on the actual show, dude. I, I was in like a production meeting, like with Pat. Like I literally felt we had a full script that he sent us the uh, two days before. Literally felt like I was in a room with like writing a raw with Vince McMahon. Like, Goddamn, pal. Yeah, like the amount of stuff that we edited and changed and moved around. It was insane, dude. But anyway, we can talk about that later. All right. Well, it's Monday night. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm going to take a big sip of this water jug. And you know what that means. Yeah, I got cat hair in my fucking mouth. Dude, you're a mess. Ah. Uh. I got this tiny DDP. Teeny P. Bang. I shouldn't say that to it. Where'd you get that? Uh, one of Reese's friends found it and dropped it off today with a bunch of other shit. Other wrestling stuff? No, just this. That's a really that's a really yeah. small P. I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was too. Looks like it's a top of something, maybe. It's a, it's made by Toy Biz from nineteen ninety eight. Is it is there a is there a hole in the crotch? Is it for a is it a pencil topper? There's a hole in the back. All right. There's a hole in the back. That's all right. Let's let's see. What could that be? I don't know, but now I have a tiny DDP. You have a tiny P? So that's exciting. It's uh we got a full full slate of fantastical uh stuff tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Kerry Morton joining us at seven o'clock. Third generation wrestler, the future legend. Okay. Uh, and there's so so much wrestling to talk about. Kevin went to Wrestle Pro Saturday, uh, as you heard in our in, at the beginning there. Uh, I was at New Japan last night, and from what I can remember, it was fun. Uh, we could talk about that. Uh, fucking Friday night wrestling wars is fantastical. Oh God, I got a lot of indigestion, Kevin. You, you use the word fantastical twice in this open, this pre-show. Oh, I'm a maniac. I'm a maniac. I don't know what I'm doing half the time. You're fantastical. We got the NWA to talk about. We got uh, MLW. We got Ring of Honor. The, the G1 Climax. We have Block A winner uh, already announced. There's so much wrestling that we're going to cover tonight, and we're going to do it with you. We're going to announce our $100 Pro Wrestling Tees gift card winner. I got a hat full of names. Oh, so this is like shoot live. Oh yeah, this we're doing this live, pal. We're live, pal. I'm gonna open. I'm gonna pick a name at 7:45. One lucky fan is going to uh, receive a hundred dollar gift certificate to Pro Wrestling Tees from us, and uh, hopefully they're watching it on the YouTube. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, Kerry Morton, Tony's gonna join us at some point. Slacker, uh, and uh, yeah, we're just gonna have ourselves a good old time. Here on the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast, episode 555, all coming to you live next on Facebook, on Twitter, on Twitch TV, on YouTube. We're everywhere. We're literally everywhere that you can watch uh, videos, and hopefully you choose to spend your Monday night with us, Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast.
The following is a presentation of the Shining Wizards Network, broadcasting live on RantiumRadio.com and available on all podcast platforms and at ShiningWizards.com. Follow us on social media at Wizards Podcast. Check out our merchandise at Merch.ShiningWizards.com. Do your Amazon shopping at Amazon.ShiningWizards.com and become a Patreon supporter at Patreon.com slash Wizards Podcast. As always, we thank you for your continued support. And now, enjoy the show. And motherfucking shining wizards. This is Mr. ROH Roderick Strong, and you're listening to the Shining Wizards. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast, where, of course, it's wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. I'm Matt. Yeah, you are. You sure are, Matt. You almost didn't know for a second there. And I, KJG. Boom. KJG, we found out where the uh, little DDP came from. Our friends over at the Market Out podcast uh, tweeted us they were steel slammers. Steel slammers. Yeah, they. I guess they were little tiny guys. You got about eight in a set. DDP, Hogan, Sting, the Giant, Hall, Nash, Luger, and and what's that Macho Man? Can Macho our Man. dear good friends at at Market Out f- figure out what the the hole is in the back? Was it some sort of was it was it attached to something that you used to slam? Was it? I don't know. I don't know, but it is steel. It's heavy. Oh, so, okay. So you didn't mention it was steel. That would not be a pencil topper if it was steel. No, it's definitely not a pencil topper. But it's pretty cool. Oh, you, oh you know what? I used to have stuff like that, but X Men. They right. had these little tiny Marvel uh, guys that were just like that. I think. It was a little bit before 1998, but still, still relevant. Sorry, I'm like, I don't know. I don't, there it is. There it is, dude. I don't know what's going on with you right now. Did you? You had too much fun last night. I think. No, we had a great time last night down there in uh, at the 2300 Arena. Myself and the the Russ brothers and Ryan Schlong, and you know, I uh, the. Worked all week. I woke up early yesterday morning to do the farmer's market. Did the farmer's market. Came home. Instantly left for Philadelphia. Had two hot dogs when we got to the venue. All right. Started crushing double Jack and Cokes. Oh, man. How many these, How many would you say that you had? That'd be between five and six and three hours. So five and six doubles. So that's like 12 regular Jack drinks. My man. Yeah, we, I was having a good time, and then we went right over, and the, the show was over. I was feeling pretty good, and then we went over to Pat's, and I had two cheese steaks, and then I sobered right up for the ride home. 
Oh yeah, that grease will do it to you. And I felt great. Came home, watched the the Seahawks blow my blow my fucking my big win yesterday. But would you have a parlay or something? I did have a, a nice parlay. If they had won, I would have won like nine hundred dollars. Not just straight up one, or could they had had to cover the I'm number. Straight or? up one, straight, straight up money up. line. Straight up money line. I won my afternoon parlay, so I was still ahead. So had a great time with the boys. Got a good night's sleep. I got a lot done today around the house. Watched a lot of wrestling. Yeah, and we got a great show today. I agree with Anthony Russinello. Gino Smith is still a loser. All he had to do is hold on to the fucking ball. Dude, he play, he didn't play a terrible game until that moment. Yeah, that's but that's all that that's all I cared yeah. about was that goddamn moment. So yeah, it, it was a that was a rough go. And I and I didn't hate Geno Smith when he was on the Jets, to be honest with you. So we'll right, see. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, Kerry, Kerry Morton should be joining us momentarily, so I don't want to get deep into to too much conversation. We talked right. about it in the open. I know you did WrestlePro Saturday. Uh, how was that? Uh, it was great. I, I'd like to actually like talk about that at length because it was just a, such a we were we were live on Fight, uh, Fight TV for the first time, and it was an experience like. No other wasn't my best performance. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, couple couple shoddy moments um, because it's the first time that I was on headset communicating with not only Pat Buck but with the entire GoPro wrestling crew, and you know Kevin Matthews was standing by me the uh, a lot for a lot of it. So lots of stuff, lots of moving parts, yeah, but it was incredible. The show was great, packed house. Uh, Kate the Great was there. Oh, nice. Um, so yeah, uh, so she came, and then we had a couple drinks after. Uh, then the, some of the people came by, um, but yeah, yeah, dude, it was it was a lot of fun. It was it was super exciting. Uh, the most intense environment that I've been in for a Russell Pro show in a while. The most nerve wracking environment for sure, uh, just because the enormity of being on Fight TV and everything had to sync up between them and myself for the live crowd. But I had, um, oh, Tony Nese and Bobby Wayward, dude, open the show absolutely crushed if if i can recommend a match and i know a lot of people whatever that's a you got to watch that match tony knees back in the rawway rec center i think for the first time since being signed uh hey i think it worked creative pro the night before but absolutely awesome match tony looks great bobby looks great that's a great match uh you had a big cast showed up he, he's make he made his first appearance william morrissey uh for the first time in a since it all, since a very unfortunate incident happened a couple of years ago, but it was great. Talk more about that later, right, Matt? Yeah, we're gonna drop in our guest tonight, Mr. Kerry Morton. Kerry, how are you, guys? Thanks for having me on the air. I'm actually in the car with my old man right here. Uh, we are going towards uh, Knoxville for the Chris Jericho cruise this week. So I'm uh, sorry that the situation is not where it needs to be in a good studio, but I'm. I'm here on the air with you guys. I'm excited to be here. We're excited to have you. How excited are you for this Jericho cruise? Oh my goodness! It's a once in a lifetime opportunity. You know, when Chris uh, invited my uh, my dad and Robert, and then he invited me, this is something I I couldn't uh, I couldn't give up on. I said, you know what? Absolutely. I arranged everything with school and college just to uh, make sure I could do this. So I, I kind of came down of a little cold, uh, not COVID related. So. Sorry if I feel a little stopped up or anything, uh, but I am so thrilled beyond words. 
Have you ever been on a cruise before? I have not been on a cruise before, so this will be my very first time. Well, I, I, I haven't been on the Jericho cruise, but I have been on a cruise. And if if memory serves me correct, you're going to have an amazing time. Because there, I mean, I can, if you obviously, professional wrestler, third generation, the future legend, uh, you know, the atmosphere at a regular wrestling show. Now, just put that on a boat with thousands of people who are just there for that particular reason. Uh, it's going to be an amazing atmosphere. And I hope you have an unbelievable time. Well, I, I really appreciate that. And I am looking so forward to uh, we fly out tomorrow. I'm going to go spend a day in Miami. I, I have not been to Miami before. So either. So I'm going to go to Miami, Florida, spend a day down there, and then uh, dock on for the cruise. Yeah, I feel like there's, like, a difference between, like, a cruise and then, like, a Jericho cruise, right? Like, <laughs> like Jericho cruise is probably, like, a cruise, like, amped up to, like, a million percent, right? Is that what you're expecting? That's what I'm expecting probably even more than that. That's what I, <laughs> you know, it's, it's Chris Jericho. I, I went and watched him in concert last a couple weeks ago i watched him in johnson city tennessee and uh what a show that show was unbelievable and i was thinking if this cruise is anything like this show i'm in for a hell of a time that's for sure so what are you so what are you looking forward to to more or are they equal parts like the the professional wrestling aspect or are seeing fozzy so uh i think the wrestling aspect you know i've got love of wrestling each day i my love for wrestling just grows and grows and grows so now being able to wrestle on a cruise ship will be uh, off the bucket list if I had one for wrestling in places. So that is something super thrilling. And uh, there's so many talented people on the cruise. You know, yeah. I'm just I, I'm just there kind of getting to experience this. Uh, along with a lot of the AEW stars, uh, Dan Hagen, uh, you know, legends. Uh, my dad himself, my dad himself. And. And Robert, so those guys are uh, a hoot as well. So this is this is going to be a hell of a time. I'm really looking forward to it. And then the good times keep rolling for you. You'll land after the Jericho cruise. You'll come back, and then a couple weeks later, you take part in the Wild Eyed Memorial Invitational Tournament. What does that mean to you to be involved in this first uh, tournament to honor the late great legend Tracy Smothers? Wow, what a what a question. You know. Uh, I, I think about this recently too, leading up to this, uh, especially seeing the posters that are uh, that keeps on getting plugged and that keeps on getting promoted, and it's kind of coming to uh, a real standpoint that you know, come on this date, November, I'm wrestling in a tournament, not only a prestige tournament, but a tournament to represent the late great Tracy Smothers, uh, and so it, it, this is beyond, this is beyond words you can imagine. Because I grew up in this business with my father, uh, I, you know, traveling the roads, meeting all these people, and now uh, I, I've known Tracy forever. You know, every time I'd see Tracy's mother's at a wrestling show, he would give me. Uh, he used to bring luchador mats with him, and he would sell them at his gimmick tables, and he would give me one every show. And at the end of the show, I'd have Tracy sign them. So at our house in a wrestling room, I have ten to twenty masks. I'm just <laughs> I'm just Tracy's mother's. That's a bad view of the mask that you can wear for your son. That's it. So that's funny that he mentioned that too. So Tracy would give me the mask, or I would wear them around the uh, the building where other kids would see him and go buy another mask. <laughs> that's how Tracy's mother's is. It's, look, you're in the business for uh, 
you know, make the money. That was kind of what he was all about. So advertisement as well. That's uh, <laughs> so I get all these masks and I get all these posters from Tracy's and these DVDs. Uh, he would always give me, and now I get to uh, honor him in a tournament that I, I hope uh, and you know I, I'm praying that this is going to be as I expect. And uh, if so, we're in for a hell of a ball game. That's I, I am super thrilled. And uh, I'll, I'll, we'll get back to this tournament in just a second, but I need to know, you mentioned the wrestling room. What else is in the wrestling room? Oh, so what else is in the wrestling room? Uh, man, okay, so I'm going to name up a couple of things that comes to mind. So I have 1986 Rick Flair's wrestling trunks that he wrestled with my dad in. That in the uh, inside of the trunks, it has a blood stain where... <laughs> they, were, uh, they, they start bleeding during the cage match. Uh, another couple things that come to mind is I have Tri- Chris Jericho's wrestling tights. I have Matt and Jeff Hardy's gear that they would give me over the years. Um, I have Wahoo McDaniel's rookie card uh, for football when he created for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, and it's signed by Wahoo McDaniel's. So 40 years ago. 40 something years ago, as my dad was saying there, too. That's so, awesome. Uh, it wasn't even Sharpie. It was in an ink pen. Uh, that's just a few things that comes to mind. Also, uh, you know, uh, my my hero is my father, so I collected a lot of his stuff from years. I have uh, some of his legendary tights that he wrestled in, especially like the tights he gave you in WWF. Uh, another thing that comes to mind, too, and sorry, I'm just rambling on and on, but uh, Reed Flair. So that, that's Rick Flair's son. Uh, I loved Reed, and I, I was young. And Reed always took care of me. Sorry if you hear the GPS in the background. I truly apologize. We're in the car. Uh, but uh, Reed Flair was someone that I I loved growing up. And before he died, he gave me a pair of knee pads. Uh, and it was Reed's knee pad that he used to wear when he wrestled. And we got a flare. We made the book. And I, I have... Also, have a program. I have a program as well. Sorry, he's kind of coming in too. He's coming to watch it too. I have a program that's signed by Reed Flair as well, and it's something I, I treasure so much because that's just stuff you you can't get back, you know. And uh, it, it really means a lot to me. I could go on and on about how much wrestling stuff I collected, but I mean, hell, that would be a whole other hour of talking <laughs> just about that. He's a wrestler. Well, we're on the I'm line. A wrestling hoarder. That's what he said. I'm a wrestling hoarder. <laughs> hey, there ain't nothing wrong with that. I'm sure you can see behind the both of us. We have quite the collections ourselves. I was actually, I was so I'm, I'm on my phone, mind you, but I was looking through your little section back there, and I was like, wow, that stuff looks incredible, especially on the right. I see a few figures back there, and I'm like, oh my, you're right up my alley. That's right up my alley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we 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 collect it all here uh, at the Shining Wizards. We're on the line with Kerry Morton at Real Kerry Morton on Twitter. Real underscore Carrie underscore Morton on Instagram. Uh, if you're not familiar with Carrie Morton, and he's showed his father a few times, his father is legendary wrestler uh, Ricky Morton, one half of the Rock and Roll Express, Robert Gibson. Um, growing up, obviously, you said you were such a fan of wrestling. How hard was it for you to break into the wrestling business? Was your dad a little apprehensive? Because we've heard in the past from other people who have uh, family members and children that get into wrestling that – they kind of pushed them away from getting into the wrestling industry. Was it the same with your father, or did he welcome you with open arms into the wrestling business? So uh, at first when I mentioned to my dad that I wanted to be a wrestler, 
he uh, he looked at me kind of funny, and he said, "No, you don't." <laughs> and I said, "No, Dad, uh, you know, I, I want to be a professional wrestler." And so, uh, and mind you, I've been in this business my whole life. You know, I traveled with them to all these independent shows. Before the show would start, I, I would get in the ring. I would wrestle with some of the wrestlers. I would learn. I'd pick up. I traveled to Chase Owens with, uh, you know, Sean Schultz, Tom Phillips, uh, one of the hosts of the Tracy's Mothers uh, event. And I, I, you know, I traveled with all these guys, and I would learn from them and pick up. And so, you know, as, as I grew older, I found more interest. I got into musical theater. I played sports in high school. Uh, and I play a sport right now, which I'll get into in just a second. So when I did mention to my mom and dad I wanted to uh, adventure in the professional wrestling world, the rule number one was I have to get my college education. So that was that was rule number one. But and that was actually before I was supposed to even start wrestling. I'd have to get my college education, but somehow I convinced them to let me wrestle in the independents, uh, and then you know just I will get my education in time. And obviously, that's first. So. I'm actually a collegiate cheerleader uh, in college for a Division II university. Um, and, you know, it's something that's helped me so much, so much with strength and conditioning and get myself in shape for the wrestling world. So uh, that's what I do on my the little off time that I have. But uh, so I, I go to college. I, I was open with decent arms you know i got my ass whooped a few times definitely that's for sure i uh, had to be put through the ringer is what they say paying your dues in the business and so I've, i paid my dues this whole life but uh, i always always uh go to pay my dues again yeah you mentioned uh, doing musical theater and, and there's a, a lot of uh, comparisons that could be made in terms of how much work you actually have to put in and the days that you have to put in for both uh rehearsing for a show and then go and rehearsing for a you know your profession is uh are they're they're, they're so similar and, and the past crossed so many times right oh my gosh isn't that the truth uh, i you know i remember when i did professional theater we would we would travel uh, i traveled to some shows as well but uh, i remember you know just we called hell week it's what you would call as hell week in the yep. theater world and that's the week prior to opening the show before it goes on its run of how many performances or whatever you're gonna have and uh i remember just maybe putting in 65, 70 hour weeks, you know, and that was, that was a normal. And that's just kind of, people don't understand that in the wrestling business, how much they, they're kind of very similar uh, with the, the preparation and the work you have to put in to put on that performance later on in that ring or on that stage. Yeah, there's so many as different aspects to it because you're doing multiple things at the same time. You're singing, you're dancing, you're reacting, you're doing all this stuff where wrestling, you know, you're moving, you're selling, you're giving out, you're bumping. Like, there's just, there's so many different things that are going on at the same time. It's just, it's it's just ridiculous how crazy that both are. Oh, man. Very so. So, traveling with Dad, you're going over to the Jericho Cruise. You've worked a bunch of tag matches with, with, uh, with your father, how much does that mean to you that you get to share this wonderful bond of professional wrestling uh, with your father? And then you get to go out there and perform with him. So cool. Uh, not only do I get to share the ring with my dad, but I get to share the ring with my best friend. You know, that's something that means the world to me. Uh, every time I step in the ring, we, we're traveling all the time here recently. Uh, here soon, we're going up to Maine to wrestle. So I get to knock off these companies I wanted to wrestle for and I get to do it with my dad you know I I got to wrestle here in the past for 
companies such as Game Changer Wrestling, GCW, uh, Flip Wrestling, which is a huge promotion out of Florida, uh, evolve in the foreseeable future. You know, a couple, a couple companies that have some major lineage. Uh, I also Texas. I've been to Texas with them, but uh, a couple companies that I can't really say much right now, but companies that have lots of lineage with the Rock and Roll Express. I kind of get a uh, a foot in the door there. So maybe I'll let you guys put your own interpretation for that. But <laughs> I am so uh, blessed. And I think that word is very, uh, people kind of use that word to an extent, but I, I really truly am blessed. I get to do this with my dad. I, I learned so much, you know, whether it's I, I mess up or I do something right, I, I'm learning and I'm picking up from it. And I get to get in the ring with not only such as my dad, but all these other wrestling legends, uh, they're trusting me to work with them. So, I, you know, I got to be in the ring with the Barbarian and, and George South, and now, you know, current superstars such as Enzo Amore, Big Cass. I'm in the ring with all these guys uh, because of what my father's done and who he's trained. And that's kind of, uh, it's, it's really cool an opportunity to be that way, to get to step in the ring with all these guys and learn and pick up something every time. Is there a particular aspect of the business uh, that that has been the most uh, challenging to pick up? Uh, has everything come pretty yes. quickly to you? Has everything been you know steady, or is there anything about the business that you really want to improve on? No, absolutely there is, and that's something I, I work towards every day. Is uh, when I first wanted to be a professional wrestler, I actually didn't want to be a wrestler. I wanted to be a writer, uh, behind the scenes, a storyline. That kind of write the uh, write the things that needed to be done. I, I love storytelling in wrestling. That's what professional wrestling is to me is storytelling. Um, and so I, I wanted to be in the sense of going out and uh, writing storylines, working for companies, helping them build up uh, talent. So uh, I didn't necessarily get to jump into that experience and learn a lot that way. But I am learning now. Uh, I pick the minds of people such as Kevin Sullivan all the time. Uh, calls me randomly or I'll text him and we'll just chit chat now I'll, I'll continuously pick his mind I was out in Texas not long ago and uh, two hours before the show starts those two hours was just filled I was just asking Kevin questions writing them down in my phone uh, hoping he wouldn't notice just trying to pick up his perspective because I want to know other people's perspective about the wrestling business you know not only the wrestlers but behind the scenes uh, you know, the fans, the fans, I want to know their perspective, what they're thinking, what they like about this. Because without the fans, we couldn't do what we love to do. Sorry, I got to turn my mic on. Um, <clears throat> through the learning process, um, your father has started the School of Morton, uh, the wrestling school out there in Chucky, Chucky, Tennessee. Am I saying that right? Yeah, no, Chucky, Tennessee, yes. Chucky, Tennessee. How involved are you with that now? You've been in the game for a couple years now. Um are you helping him along? Are you helping teach? Or are you still under the learning train? So I, I would say both, uh, just depending on kind of what day it is. Here recently, I haven't had a lot of uh, chances to go down to the school board. And it's about an hour from my house. And uh, the way my schedule has been so hectic here recently, I haven't had the opportunity to go down there and train or get in the ring with some of the newer talent or even the, the talent, the, the vets of the indie business that still come down. And still wrestle uh i and that's something that's kind of bugging me too i really want to get in the ring with those guys so uh 
you know, the school was very successful, though. Uh, you know, I think they just hosted an impact seminar. I think it was last Sunday, and over 100 people showed up. Uh, a lot of guys got a good look. Uh, a lot of opportunities from Scott DeMore, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, and, and my father. And so a very cool opportunity. I got to go down there. I got to meet some of the newer talent that's coming in, uh, learn from those guys, uh, help them out, help them with a couple – we did a couple promos, uh, a couple bumps, just kind of make it polishing up on the basics. That was kind of what it was about. And uh, what an opportunity that was, just to learn from Scott and pick his brain a little and uh, watch all these guys come in and, and bust their asses to get an opportunity and a shot. You had mentioned before that maybe we could speculate on, uh, you know, where you might see the, the Mortons uh, in the future. Uh, hypothetically, I mean, there's a father-son duo in the NWA right now, Hawks Airy. Uh, and they're doing some pretty exciting things. Uh, and, and a dream match for me personally, uh, I think Hawks Aries against the Mortons, that, that sounds like it's right in the NWA wheelhouse. Have you guys crossed paths before? Because I know Luke runs Wildcat down there in, in Louisiana. Uh, have you guys crossed paths in the ring uh, in, the, in the past? We have yet to cross rat love, paths in the ring. But uh, I know I'm very familiar with Luke. <laughs> And uh, his son, and uh, you know, we kind of keep up the touch here and there. I also am very familiar with Luke's work, not only in wrestling, but behind the scenes of wrestling and his uh, recent project, Hills on the Stars Network. I'm a huge fan of that as well. So I know exactly uh, who those two are. And, you know, I, I can't say much, but uh, they're definitely on the radar. That's for sure. I think that's something that we would love to do as a uh, father and son and to wrestle another father and son. I don't know if you guys can hear that back there, but he just said, keep watching some TV. <laughs> we, we will keep watching some TV. Uh, the Smothers Invitational, um, Wild Eye Memorial Invitational Tournament, November 13th, 401 North Main Street in Springfield, Tennessee. Your first round matchup is against Caleb with a K. Uh, Little Guido's in the tournaments. Shook D, EC3, Suicide, AJ Gray, Tony Nice, let's not look past Caleb, but if you get past him, who who are you most excited to tangle with in this tournament? Not to not to disrespect the other participants, but if we're if you beat Caleb and you move on, who are you excited to get in the ring with? You know, that's a good question because not only am I looking forward to this one certain person, I really am looking forward to if I were to get past Caleb, uh, every person that's competing in this tournament, whichever it may be. You know, I know I'm in for a, a big game plan, that's for sure. You know, I, I'm the least experienced in this tournament. I am the youngest in this tournament. And going into that, that's a big chip on my shoulder already. So I realized that uh, the competition is so strong and, and mighty. And uh, <laughs> I'm just the underdog. I'm the underdog going into this. But uh, don't ever count the underdog out. You know, that's a big saying as well. And, and as you can look in the past, my, my father and Robert, they were always the underdogs too. And, and they uh, they got the victory. So don't count me out. You know, I'm looking forward to this. There's so many top competitors. Uh, and it's for a good cause. It's for Tracy's mother. So this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And you bet your ass I'm going to make the most of it. 
Oh, we can't wait. We're looking forward to it. Smothersinvitational.com is the website. Uh, you can buy your tickets there. If you can't beat there, you can donate. They are taking donations for the Live Strong Foundation uh, and, and uh, donating money to breast cancer. We're about 25 days away. Uh, from a fan's perspective, is there a match in that first round that you're excited to see uh, as a wrestling fan? So I, I wrestled with Caleb once before, and we wrestled in uh, – it was in West Virginia – a small town of West Virginia, and we tore it up. Uh, I'm telling you, he busted my tail the whole time. Busted my tail, but we tore it up. So I am looking forward to competing again with him. And uh, who knows? It might be the match of the night contender. Uh, I definitely think that uh, if you're if you're a betting man, you're going to want to bet on this match because uh, I'm going in there open-minded, but fresh, hungry, and uh, wanting to win. So whatever that takes. Let's was that is that the same company where where your dad teamed with uh, with my dear good close personal friend Brian Myers? That's exactly it. Yes, ASW. That's Can't right. <laughs> had to get had to get that in there, yeah. Matt. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh man, absolutely. They're a great company too. And Brian, what a guy he is. I, I'm a huge fan of the Major Mark podcast too. So that's uh, that's a great. Oh man, you got the hat and everything. So, oh, right. great. And, you know, and I'm very familiar with your channel, so I'm very thankful to be on your, on your channel. Uh, this is something really cool. Oh, All right, did so someone looks, cut out? I'm sorry. Yeah, it looks like Matt's having some technical difficulties. I know you're on the road with your dad, um, so we will let you go. Uh, Real Kerry Morton on Twitter. I just followed you. What's your Instagram again? Because it, it just got just it's, cut out. If you go to Instagram, too, just Real Kerry Morton as well. Okay, Real um, Kerry Morton. Not I didn't back. cut out. I thought you guys were going to have a major mark celebration, and I was out on that. Oh, well, that's why. That's why I said you were. Well, no, I knew why. Like, I legit knew the reason why you left. But, but, but the the technical aspect said device not connected. So I was like, oh, maybe it is a technical problem. No, no, I was here the whole time. All right. All right. I didn't know what you got. If you guys were going to go down, no, guys, uh, really, truly, thank you for having me on the air with you guys. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. At Real Carrie Morton on Twitter. No, you're good. At Real Carrie Morton on Twitter. Real underscore Carrie underscore Morton on Instagram. Across the bottom is your Pro Wrestling Tees store. We've had it scrolling all night. Uh, ProWrestlingTees.com backslash the hyphen Mortons.html. You can buy a nice t shirt there. Uh, third generation wrestling superstar. Are you wrestling on the cruise or are you just going as a fan? So I am wrestling on the cruise as well. So this is a really cool opportunity for me, uh, not only for the big company of All Elite Wrestling, but uh, just for myself to make a standpoint and let everyone know that uh, Kerry Wharton's in town. Uh, I hope you don't get seasick. Oh, I'm open so too. I, I, that's, everyone's got to warn me. They're like, man, you might want to be careful about this. So, as if, I'm hoping as, I don't get seasick. As if wrestling isn't difficult enough to begin with, now you're going to be on a boat moving through the ocean, and you, you have no control. You have no control over the waves, the way the the Jesus water hits the Christ, boat. Matt, what are you doing? What? I'm no, not. It's I'm not going to be like a disaster, but it, it's it's uh it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. Going to be fun, but definitely uh, that's a good word to use. Interesting. So. <laughs> And I know, la- I know last time they did the cruise, they did dock before they started wrestling. So it wasn't like they were out in the ocean. That is, no, that's very true. No, guys, I'm sorry. I, we're uh, kind of 
running into a little traffic here soon. But uh, guys, really, once again, thank you for having me on your podcast. I'm very familiar with your platform, and I'm grateful to be on here. And I hope I, I would love to continue to do this at another time, uh, please. And from the bottom of my heart, thank you guys for having me on your page. And uh, I am please, by all means, I hope to see you guys at the Tracy's Mothers uh, event. If not, then I will definitely catch you guys in the foreseeable future. Absolutely. We'd love to have you come back on, maybe talk about post-cruise, post-invitational. Uh, uh, oh, please. Just please do. I'm all game for that. Carrie, it was an absolute pleasure. Enjoy your trip. Safe travels. Have a great time. We'll talk soon. Thank you, guys. Talk soon. Kerry Morton, everybody. Make sure you're following him on the Twitter and the Instagram at RealKerryMorton uh, and uh, Real underscore Kerry underscore Morton on the Instagram. That was pretty cool, Kev. Yeah, what a positive kid. I dug that. I dug it. We even got a little little shot of dad driving. Couple shots, and dad dad was all in, too. Dad was coming in with with the points and the... And they're like, no, you got this wrong. It's signed. It's 40 years ago. It's ink pen. You know what it mean? He put it in a quill, and then he wrote it on his card, and it's a rookie card. That's what it was. How about that fucking Ricky Morton's doing the driving? Is that crazy? Oh, God. How, I, mean, I don't know. How, how old is Kerry? Uh, that's a great question. Maybe he's not too familiar with the roads. But again, if again, they're their they're, – father and son i know like if i went somewhere with my dad my dad would want to do the driving fair enough fair so, enough yeah. oh that was fantastic that was a great interview and I'm, I'm glad listen i mean i don't want i didn't like once i realized he was in the car with his dad i'm like oh man we're taking away time from him and his his dad on, on the road i'm like oh man i feel kind of weird about that but he was dude super positive guy man i'm a fan i followed him on twitter oh he's fantastic so so nice too i texted him just to thank him and he was so thankful I would love to have him back on because that guy feels like he would be a great. Not only would he be a great interview, he'd be a great host of his of an, his own podcast. I feel like. Oh yeah, Sorry. I feel like he. I feel like he's the kind of guy that would bring out the best in other people just because of his positive energy that he provides. So, yeah, that's we, all I got to say about that. We uh, there was some back and forth about getting him on the show. We he wanted to try and do it earlier last week, and it. Just we, we couldn't get on the same page, and finally he just decided, I guess, to do it while he was on the road. Well, did, so. did, did you know this was the reason why? I knew they were doing the Jericho cruise. I didn't know he was leave like leaving today. Oh, uh, yeah, that could have been some information that would have been helpful. Well, it worked out. It was great. Oh, it was it was tremendous. Listen, I'm a fa- I'm a fan. I'm on board with Kerry Morton. I and I didn't I didn't realize how long you said a couple years he's been wrestling professionally. Yeah, I know he did something in like 2016 with his father at one of those like uh, NWA Mid-South things when he was probably like 15, 16 years old. I was about to say, kid's only in college. Yeah, I mean, look, look, Kevin, here's a scary, scary thing. As we continue to do the podcast, uh, see the logo in the top right corner, 10 years, they're going to start getting younger. The people that we talk with, the up-and-comer. Jack Cartwheel, we had a couple weeks on. He was still in fucking college. No, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm I'm not saying that like you could start at 18 if you want to, but if like yeah. th- he he's a wrestling family, so like obviously he's he's the exception to the rule starting at 15, 16. I mean, I guess Kate, well, Kayla Sparks did too as well, I guess. Yeah, Rock. When I talked to Roxy, she started when she was like 14 years old. Jesus Christ, she's only 19 now. She's a goddamn Ring of Honor Women's World Champion. Good for her. Yeah, man, that's, that's that's so wild. 
like, and he's and he's doing big things. Just uh, he'll he'll get he'll get. So, I mean, he told us to stay tuned, and Ricky Morton said, "Keep watching the TVs," and and we will keep watching the TVs, and uh, and uh, I I'm pretty sure we know where, where what they insinuated, right, Matt? I think so. I think it's very safe to say that it's uh that's the other Oh, okay. Well, we can't talk end up. You can't. We can't talk that without. Can't talk NWA without the doctor. No, of course not. But what else? So, and we were short on time when we started our conversation about WrestlePro. But, but what else? You said uh, Wayward and Tony Nice was a banger. That was a banger. Uh, Hawkins and Dango, or, or Brian Myers and Dango, uh, Fandango was a tremendous match. Uh, a lot of fun. A lot of funny little spots. Uh, Myers won with some some shenanigans because he's the most professional wrestler, but still cheats to win. Uh, the final match of the night was a six way for the Russell pro silver championship with, with Eddie Edwards, Fala cheeseburger, Aaron Rourke. Oh God, this is the worst. I had the script in my hand and I completely left it upstairs. Um, Matt, Oh no, Matt McIntosh fought Carlito, Matt McIntosh and Carlito. That was fun too. And uh, oh, Sandman showed up, dude! Really? Oh yeah. So Sean Donovan comes out, says he doesn't have a match. It's the return to Rawway. It's our first time in Rawway since 2020. I think February, maybe or August or something like that of 20 of 2020, maybe even 2019 for for all I know. But uh, he comes out. CPA accepts his open challenge. Sean Donovan gets a little too snug with CPA. Does he pulls him up after a couple pinfalls, and then all of a sudden. Sandman's music hits. I know that because I played it. And uh, he comes out through the crowd, drinks some beer, pours some beer down all the fans' throats, gets in the ring. Cane shot, Dipsy. Cane shot, Dipsy. Cane shot, Dipsy. CPA gets the cover for the win. Enter Sandman played the entire thing, the entire seven-minute song uh, played through. It was great. Uh, Aaron Work, your new Russell Pro Silver champion. And then that's when, out of nowhere, on the stage appeared Big Cass, William Morrissey. And then he destroys our new silver champion. But the twist was he might not be interested in the silver championship. Aaron Rourke just was in the wrong place at the wrong time. He wants Joey Janela. Ah, yes. And because of the last time that uh, William Morrissey was in the Rawway Rec Center, it didn't really go so well. It was a very awkward, uh, awkward time. But KM said, listen, you get your, your shit together. You can come back anytime. And he's back. And at November, on November 27th, I believe it hasn't been announced yet, but all all signs are pointing to Big Cass, William Morrissey versus Joey Janela at the Rawway Rec Center. They're so, nice. Very good. Yeah. Unless uh, it's further. The show, I, a, the so show has a ton of uh, AEW talent on it too, right? Yeah. Dante Martin. Uh, Holodead is on that show as well. Uh, the Acclaimed, Bear Country. A lot of, lot of homegrown kind of guys that, that are now in uh, – AEW, so I'm sure they'll be welcome back with open arms. I'm trying to think who else. Dante Martin, Janela, Marco Stunt, and your, he, your boy. He sucks. Marco Stunt sucks. The acclaimed will be there, I'm sure. Yeah, I said that. I think I said that. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, why you got to bring up Marco Stunt, Kevin? Oh, because he's an AEW guy, and you mentioned AEW guys. Is he oh, Diana Perazu, Mercedes Martinez. Okay. How was that? That was awesome. Uh, ended in a Kevin Keenan screwed. Mercedes Martinez in the ring. How dare? Oh, no, yeah, that was, no, it wasn't. It wasn't Lita Edge sort of situation, but uh, 
but no, Kevin Keenan, Ref Keenan, who's made his triumphant return to Russell Pro, I guess you can say. Uh, so what happened was Mercedes Martinez, Deanna Prazi brought in a chair, and Mercedes Martinez came and kicked the chair into Deanna Prazi's face. And then when she went for the cover, Keenan called for the DQ. And this is for the Impact Women's Championship, Knockout Championship. So Deanna Prazi wins by DQ. Mercedes Martinez was not happy, and she laid the wood to ref Keenan. Oh, oh buddy. Dropped him like a bad habit. Oh, buddy. Oh, yeah. it was, Dude, I'm telling you right now, the crowd was electric from start to finish. I know we don't want to spend the entire time talking about it, but it was honestly one of the – it felt good to be back. It was stressful because we had – oh, God, I, I messed up like two moments. Um, want to hear about the hat? Yeah, go. Let's do it. All right. So there was the the, oh, the Graysons, the amazing Graysons, former guests of the show, fought the Shook Crew, who I would love to have at some point. And then after the war, after the Graysons won, there's supposed to be uh, an acclaimed Titantron video played, but it had to sync up perfectly with Fight TV and the live crowd, or else it would stink. I didn't get it. I didn't get it on time. And we discussed it a million times. We're like, all right, we're going to start it at 10 seconds. Count down at 10 to get me ready. And at 5, I was supposed to queue it up for the thing. I just fr- I froze and I was shaking. And it was just like, oh, gah, 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 gah. and it just didn't work. So everyone was pissed at me for that. But uh, but uh, it ended up working out fine. Every- and every- everything was good. Uh, it was just, dude, I'm, Matt, I'm telling you right now, it felt as it felt as close to being in like a wwe production meeting as i'll ever get and i'll probably be in it again on november 27th unless they decide not to use me which i would totally understand (laughs) don't beat yourself up kevin yeah you know that's how i how i roll yeah but don't you you think clearly you have you coming back so oh can i tell you something i got heat with the hotel by the way oh boy what'd you do to the hotel i didn't do anything to the hotel it's what they did to me all right you know I'm a, so you know I'm the Iron Man, right? Uh oh, I do know you are the Iron Man. That's right. I expect I decided not to bring my iron because I had a plan to uh, to use the hotel iron, but test it on some things first to make sure like there's no soot or anything like that coming out of there, getting my shit all dirty. What do you? Uh, what What are your test materials? I'll use the hotel's pillowcases. All right, smart. So if so if they fuck me, fuck them. So, but here's the thing, Matt. Iron was fine. Iron was flawless. You know what they didn't have? An ironing board. An ironing board. Furious, Matt. I'm I'm dialing housekeeping. I'm dialing front desk. I'm going nuts trying to get this ironing board up here. I waited 45 minutes. At some point, I had to get to the venue. This was before the show. So I went to the show, helped set up, left to to get clothes ready for you know the evening. And there was no ironing board, and I couldn't get one in time before I had to go back. What uh? Can I ask what you were trying to iron? Uh, I was trying to iron. Well, all right. So I showed up in uh, you know, my Russell Pro hoodie and a T-shirt, the Shining Wizard T-shirt. Uh, but it was so freaking hot in the building in the afternoon. I went back to the hotel to change and put something else on, and I wanted to try to at least look pre- presentable. You know, like I put on a button-down shirt and, you know, jeans with my chucks, whatever. No, nothing crazy. But I ended up putting a Russell Pro sh- shirt on anyway uh, because uh, I, I, was, I wasn't backstage this time. I was actually – everyone could see me. So I put a Russell Pro hoodie back on 
but I put on this shirt. So I was trying to iron the button down shirt and my jeans. And uh, so I, they had this weird end table kind of like, I guess you can't really see it. Maybe you can. It's kind of like what I'm using right there. They had one of those gimmicks and uh, I put the uh, sheet over that and then put what I needed to iron on top of that and then went to work. That's right. The Iron oh, Man. All right. So, but you got to iron your shit. Oh, yeah. All of it looked crisp. All right. That's good. Very crisp. That's good. That's good. Well, I'm glad you had a good time. Sounds like you had a good time. I had a great time. Uh, like I said, KTG came in. Corporate Kevin hooked her up with a ticket. Um, so uh, and then we went out, had some drinks afterwards. Uh, saw LSG, saw Gabby, saw KM, and a bunch of the students. So it was a good time. Nice. Very good. Very good. Uh, so I don't know what Tony's status is. So I don't know when he's joining us. So I guess me and you can talk about whatever we want to talk about, Kevin. Well, Matt, listen, I'll let you steer this ship just like Ricky Morton drives the car. You could be my Ricky Morton and then I'll be your carry. I'm driving the car, baby. That's right, baby. Uh, you know what? Let's 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 start with the. Uh... Let's start with a little AEW, Kevin. It was a huge, huge weekend uh, for AEW. They did Rampage Friday night. They did Dynamite Saturday night. They did the buy-in. They went head-to-head with SmackDown. Yeah, I didn't. I heard that they did comparatively well. Like, but it's bigger for AEW that they did that. Do you have the the numbers for that? Because I'm intrigued by that. To be honest with you, I don't like to harp on it, but I am intrigued on it this time. Don't have the numbers because I don't think. Hold on, give me one second. I will pull that up. No, no. I, I mean, I know they were released. I can find it. They were. It may have just been like an hour before we started. All right. So they tied in the demo, uh, the eighteen to forty nine demo. WWE supersized episode of SmackDown averaged eight hundred and sixty six thousand viewers on Fox Sports One. Uh, SmackDown drew a 0.24 rating in the 18 to 14, uh, 18 to 49 demo, down 20% from the last time it was on FS1. Uh, Rampage averaged 578,000 viewers on TNT and also drew a 0.24 rating in the 18 to 49 demo. It ranked fourth on the cable charts for the night, with uh, SmackDown averaging 314,000 views in the demo and Rampage averaging 313,000 views. Uh, during yeah. the 30 minutes where they went head-to-head, Rampage averaged 328,000 views in the 18-49 to 49 demo, and SmackDown's uh, viewers were at 285,000. So the head-to-head... All right, so the buy-in was at 9.30, and I believe I watched some of the buy-in. buy-in was at, the buy-in was at 9, 9 to 10 o'clock. 9 to 10, so I, I did watch that. I think I think I only caught Daniel Bryan, Minoru Suzuki, who actually had a dream about, by the way. Um and then the, the smack Minoru Suzuki. Just Suzuki, not Daniel Bryan. No, not Daniel Bryan. Okay. Minoru Suzuki made it into my dreams. Along with yeah, it was very it was a very bizarre dream, by the way. What kind of dream? Because I had an I also had a weird dream with Eddie Kingston. Ah, that's a good any dream with Eddie Kingston's a good dream, probably. It was not a good dream. Oh, does he hurt you? No, he doesn't hurt me, but I am at the lumber yard that I worked at as a teenager with friend of the show, uh Pat, Charles, uh, Charles, and we are there together. And for some strange reason, is the lumberyard slash wrestling school. Oh, that's a great business idea. And I bump into Eddie Kingston, and I apologize to him. And then he tells me that I am gay. 
And then so I, 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 I muted my mic while I opened the beer. That okay. It's okay. And then I get in his face, and I say, "What if I am? Do you have a problem with it?" And then apparently the night before he had cut a promo on TV, and they had play, they had done it just like that, where the person got in his face and he backed down. So he was like mad at me because I did what he did the night before. But I was like, I was working yesterday, so I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Uh, and then I'm bringing back the word cocksucker in real life. I'm using that a lot. Oh, then I got mad at Eddie Kingston and I walked away from him and I just walked through the lumberyard slash wrestling school calling everybody a cocksucker. Interesting. Now- it was a dr- and it, I haven't been to the lumberyard in forever. I didn't watch any wrestling until uh, yesterday when I went to Philly and today. So I don't know where it came from. See, the great thing about having a lumber yard in a, at a wrestling school is you're, you'll never run out of planks for the for the ring. I guess not. It was just real. It was so weird. Yeah. My dream was definitely not that weird. <laughs> it was literally the most harmless dream you could ever possibly have, especially compared to that cluster F. Yeah, there's no rhyme or reason to it either. Are you doing like a Triple H beard? By the way, or is that gray on the chin? That's nah, gray on the chin. Gray on the chin. Gotcha. Look like you were doing the uh, the Fu yeah, Man no. beard connect. No, I don't think I could pull that off. So I think while well, you're doing it, it looks like it, like you're doing it right now. Yeah, but I'm not, so I can't pull it off. Shave it. Prove what it. You, no, I look I look ridiculous enough. <laughs> yeah. So how could you lose? Can't get any worse, right? Your words, not mine. That's true. You got a point. I can't argue uh, with you on that, Kevin. All right. So my dream, it was after the show. I had a dream that I was going to the show and I just arrived at the show and I get out of the car. And at the same time, I'm getting out of my car. Bear Boulder from Bear Country is getting out of his car and he's riding with Minoru Suzuki. It's Bear Boulder and Minoru Suzuki as travel partners that's just a scenario in itself and so i get out of the car talking and bear boulder knows that i always stay over when i go to wrestle pro and i think he actually made a crash with me once um and he asked like minoru suzuki had a problem with his hotel like he could like he didn't his reservation wasn't there the promoter didn't well like and it's weird the promoter wasn't km it was some other strange guy the promoter didn't book him a hotel room so Bear Boulder asked me if Minoru Suzuki could stay with me in my hotel room. And I, I was very hesitant because I don't know Minoru Suzuki. All right. He's a very dangerous man. But he's a sharp dresser, Kevin. I think if he, if Minoru Suzuki stays with you, you 100% have an ironing board in like five minutes. Well, yeah, because people would be scared not to give him an ironing board, probably. I would yeah, be. So that was... that. Was, so I obliged and let him stay. I let I agreed to let him stay in the, in the room, but and that's where the dream ended. But it was just weird that uh, Bear Boulder and Minoru Suzuki were riding partners. All right, yeah, there it is. Strange yeah, wrestling dreams. Yeah. I like strange wrestling dreams. If you have a strange wrestling dream and you're out there watching in uh, YouTube or uh, Facebook because they still haven't figured out the Twitter thing yet. Drop it in the comments so we can see it. We can see it on our stream over here. And uh, if you have a funny wrestling dream, we'll share it with the world. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, if you're happy to put it out there. Um, so back to AEW. So it looks like they, they're they they're 
man, they're fucking killing it. How do you feel about this, this, uh, this healthy competition now between the AEW and WWE? Is it really all that healthy? In the sense of the word healthy, it's not. It seems like it's getting pretty heated. Is it getting heated for the wrestlers or is it getting heated for the fans? I think it's getting heated for Tony Khan and Vince McMahon. The 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 back and forth, like, all right, so we'll do this. Oh no, now we'll do this. Oh, but yeah, but now we'll do this. And now we'll do this. Like commercial free, you know, we'll go an extra half hour. We're gonna have a buy-in. We're gonna do this to try to take this away from you, and we're gonna do this to try to take this away from you. It just seems it it seems like just seems like petty to me to be honest with you you don't think that it creates a healthy competition someone's pushing the envelope now so vince mcmahon the wwf to up their game i think healthy competition is one thing i think doing something that is clear and wwe is guilty of it too and i'm not just blaming AEW. i'm not just blaming wwe they're both just doing something to like literally I mean, I guess you kind of have to. I guess business is business. You you gotta like Amazon's gotta kill like Target and you know Walmart. They gotta kill Toys R Us, right? They have to. It's just to make their businesses better. So you gotta try to do that to each other, I guess. But it just seems it's just so like they're both doing good stuff. They're both they're both succeeding. They're both successful. So I don't know. Just seems weird. With that being said, I enjoyed the heck out of Rampage. Yeah, I thought Rampage was was I thought the buy-in was excellent. Um the Suzuki Dan Brian Danielson match was fucking unbelievable. Unbelievable dream match. Um I did not I have the notes for SmackDown, but I did not yeah. see the bonus stuff. What was it? Sasha and Becky was the stuff that they put on for free that extra half an hour with the uh the Roman Reigns Brock Lesnar signing. Signing? Did I watch that? I think I did. Yeah, I did watch that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, Bianca Belair gets involved, I think. And uh, yeah, it's not, it's all to build up to the to the because uh, it's a triple threat match at Saudi Arabia, right? Bianca the Crown Jewel. The Crown right? Jewels this weekend, Kevin. It's this weekend. Uh, this. I'm sorry. It's this Thursday. It's a Thursday vehicle. It's a Thursday because they're over there in Saudi Arabia. All right. All right, so that's gonna be what like a, a noon start. I think it's I think it's a noon start. Hmm. That's gonna make work interesting. Is it? I mean, I'm gonna watch it. I'll have it on the second screen if I have to. Um. Yeah, I mean, I this I, I I'll check in on WWE, but I don't really watch it anymore. So, right. So I mean, I'll check in. I'll read the results. I'll do this. And I'll do that. I find myself watching NXT more than anything else. And I didn't really watch 100% of it this week, but I'll just watch it because it, it's it's a Tuesday night and what else do I have to do? All right, fair enough. So, Kevin, I'm going to uh I I've been playing with this uh this hat full of names. Uh-oh, Matt, and what does that hat full of names mean? Uh I we ran a Twitter contest to help bolster our subscribers on YouTube since we have this brand new vehicle uh, where you can watch the Shining Wizards Wrestling podcast, and uh, it airs live every Monday night. If you're watching us, thank you. Uh, please say hello in the comments. Uh, if you are subscribed, we appreciate you. But I ran a Twitter contest, and anyone that subscribed to our Twitter and showed us proof about it uh, got their name put in 
to this wonderful hat. So this is all Twitter handles. This is all the new subscribers. 63 new subscribers to our YouTube page uh, in the past week. So thank you guys for subscribing. Hopefully you uh, hang around and you continue to watch and support. Uh, Eric, we see you out there. Don't worry, buddy. Baby steps, brother. We appreciate your support. Hopefully you're the lucky one whose name I pull out of here. So here we go. This person, and I was really pushing hard, Kevin. If we got up to 200 subscribers, I would have done two $100 gift cards to. Oh, you, know, you would have done a little uh, additional uh, additional prize key. Yeah, I would have pulled two winners, but we're only going to pull one here. I painstakingly wrote down everyone's fucking name on this paper all week. So Their name or their handle? Their handle. So every day when I come home from work, I would sit down in front of the computer and I would go through our mentions and our hashtags and make sure everyone had followed us and subscribed to us. And they did. So here we go, Kevin. Moment of truth. I'm excited, man. One Let's lucky go. Twitter guy or girl. That's right. Going to get this $100 gift card to Pro Wrestling. Winner is Shining Wizards Tony. To buy whatever they want. I have it right here. Oh, no. This is crazy. All right. This is a shoot. The so Matt, is... Wait, oh, no, wait, wait, wait. How many How many entries were there? Do you know? Do you 63. Know okay, so the new subscriber. Yep, yeah, duh, idiot, Kevin. Duh, All idiot. right. The winner of the Twitter contest is at Deadman2484. Show it to show it to the world. At right. Deadman2484. So if you're listening. Uh, at us. Yeah. And uh, if not, I'll reach out to you uh, when uh, I finish this, uh, doing this in post and putting this shit up. And man. All right. So Deadman2484, he's the winner. $100 gift card to PWTs. Maybe he'll get himself some Shining Wizards merch. Uh, I hope so. I hope so. That'd be great. Oh, excuse me, man. I'll throw a little, throw a little something up there, right there. You're like Tony right now, man, with your your gastro. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. What's going on. You know what? I had a Coca Cola today, and I usually don't drink soda. Mm-hmm. I'm I am carless today, though. So, wait, what? What do you mean? I dropped my car off yesterday because I needed long overdue oil change. All right, that usually, that um, takes like an hour. Oh, it worked. Oh, I'm an idiot. I didn't. I didn't have an hour yesterday, Kevin. Yeah. It no, was, I know. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I got it you. Was, it was. It uh, was. The plan was go to work, right from work. Drop my car off at the Firestone. Aunt Money picked me up. Come home. I took a shit. I took a shower. Ah. Danny Russ showed up. We jumped in the Danny Russ mobile, and we were on our way to Philadelphia. So my car was done yesterday. Uh, my wife also needed an oil change. So I said, Why don't you just drive your car over to the Firestone? Drop off your car and just take my car to work. And said, you don't need your car? I said, No, I don't need my. It's Monday. I'm not doing anything. That's right. I'm not leaving the fucking house. It's cold. It's gross out. Yeah, I have no heat, too, by the way. It's like a, it's a re- weird day to have no heat. Why? Oh, your heat's broken? Heat's broken. Damn. No, 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 row heat. So, uh, yeah, it was a perfect day for me to be home and to watch wrestling and catch up on a bunch of, bunch of shit. So it's been fun. Matt, can I ask you something? Yeah, buddy. When you when you have a day where your plan is to just watch all the wrestling that you need to catch up on, yes. Like like work. Do you have an itinerary of what you need to feel like you have to get out first, or is it just like completely what you see or what comes to your head, or do you have a straight up like 
This is what I need to watch. I can watch this next. This is okay. If I miss this, I'm all right. There, I do have a list. There's things I need to watch, right? So usually I have some time during the week, um, but just this weekend was was pretty busy, um, and I didn't have any time during the during the week. Like the last couple of weeks, I've had I've had like Wednesday morning off, so I can watch NXT Wednesday morning or Thursday morning. And I didn't have that this week. I had a busy week, so I was way behind. So I know I and I didn't get to watch Rampage Friday night because I was working. I didn't get to watch Dynamite Saturday because I was working. Um, so I knew when I woke up, I woke up early this morning. I woke up at like 8.30, and I knew I had to watch AEW, both shows, Rampage, the buy-in, Rampage, Dynamite. I knew I wanted to watch NWA. I knew I wanted to watch Ring of Honor. And I knew I wanted to watch Dark Side of the Ring, Luna Vachon. Oh, I forgot about that. Uh, so those were the ones I wanted to get in. If I had time, NXT and MLW were on the list and the last night of Block A of the New Japan G1. And Impact. But there is not enough time in the goddamn day for me to watch all of that. So I got done. The buy-in, Rampage, Dynamite, Dark Side, New NWA, and Ring of Honor. That's incredible. Because I, I had one of those days today where um, I remember I watched some of Rampage, but I don't didn't watch all of it. So I went, today my order was Rampage. I, didn't, I saw none of Dynamite, obviously. I saw Rampage. I watched Rampage, Dynamite, Ring of Honor, Impact. Probably should have went Impact before ring of honor but i thought i already watched impact <laughs> but i did but i did it so all right so it's good yeah. that you watched it that's right um so we'll blow through some a let's blow through some AEW then obviously what did you think of uh, suzuki and brian danielson dude like daniel you could still see on on dynamite the freaking war chests that daniel bryan had or brian danielson on uh on him Dude, physical, great stuff. Loved it. Uh, it was probably might be my might go down as. Ooh, this might be a bold statement because we're in October. All right, I'm not going to say this, but it was I. I absolutely enjoyed. It. I was going to say it might be my favorite match of of 2021, but because I think we're good. Do you think we're getting too much Minoru? Do you think he's like being like whoring whored around? All these companies, I do. I do not think there is such thing as too much Minoru Suzuki. There you go. He, first of all, he ser- he serves his purpose. In all these promotion that he's in, that he's working in, he gains nothing, right? Yeah. He, he does. If he comes in and he wins, it means it doesn't mean anything, right? Because right. he's not. He, you he's know, for like not, three weeks. Yeah, you know, he's not there, right? Forever. He's just he's. It's a fucking legendary wrestler. He's coming in. Like the stuff with Moxley and Kingston and Archer, like you just gave Lance Archer and Eddie Kingston and John Moxley something to do. Yeah. Um, because when you watch Dynamite, John Moxley beats Wheeler Utah in like fucking seven seconds. Yeah. What's what? We'll get to that. That that confused me. Maybe I just don't know what the what the deal is with that. Because it looks I, like they might be building to an Orange Cassidy Moxley match. I don't know what the deal with it either was. It was so. It was so weird. It How just weird was it? It just didn't make sense in my brain. Yeah, I, I had trouble. I had trouble processing that. I'm like, is there something I missed? Like, did I miss something here with with Moxley and 
do do cast do the best friends and and Moxley have beef? Is Moxley just so pissed off at the world that he'll take out anybody and it doesn't matter? Like I thought Wheeler was a baby face. It's just so weird. Um, but going back to Minoru Suzuki, he'll be on Impact coming up soon. So he's been in GCW, you know, AEW. I know New Japan US, right? New Japan yeah, he, US. He was there last night. The main event was him and Archer against yeah. uh, Moxley and Kingston. Yeah, and in my dream. So he's been everywhere. He is literally. And look, again, he's a fucking wrestling legend. On the flip side of this, this does make me feel like this is like an unannounced retirement tour. Yeah. That kind of makes me sad. Can't all be Ricky Morton's. No, but this dude is like. He's still in great shape. And... He's a fucking legend, man. He's a fucking shoot fighter, MMA, pro wrestling legend. Like, man, and it was fucking awesome to see him live yesterday. I love the – oh, that – yeah, I can't imagine. I can't wait to talk to you about how that was. But um, I thought my favorite part of Rampage, honestly, was the reunion of – the full-fledged reunion of the uh, the inner circle. And I thought that was completely well done. Is there anything that you want to get to before that, Matt? I thought CM Punk and Matt Seidel had a really good match. Yeah, man. And I, and I think, I think Matt and I think we talk about it on Wednesday nights when we do the Mark Order. I think Matt Seidel is one of those guys that doesn't get the credit he deserves until he, he's just kind of a. You don't remember how good he is until you see him in the ring. I, I, I don't mean to call you out in the carpet here. But weren't you like against all things Matt? Was that you or Tony that was against all things Matt Seidel when he was like the Joker or the? I wasn't a fan of it, him being the Joker. But have you you've come around on Matt Seidel? He's had, he's had great matches with Brian Cage. Uh, he's done great stuff with his brother, where they were doing tag matches against um, everyone. What was yeah? They were doing stuff with uh, before flight. Dante Mar- before Dante Top Martin flight. Top flight. Yes, yeah. doing stuff with him like he's just a really good fucking hand, uh, and I he gets like lost in the shuffle. Yeah. And then when you see it like CM Punk versus Matt Seidel, eh, I don't know. And then you watch it, you're like fucking hey, that's a great match, and uh, both guys looked awesome. So I can't be mad about that, right? And I think it's so weird because like Evan Bourne was such a good character that they could have done so much more with as a, he could, I think he could have been like America's Ray Mysterio. I don't even know. I don't even know if he's, I don't even know where he's from. He could be Canadian for all I know. Um, but I think he's American, but I would have, and then he did, they, they, they started it for a second. He got a great run in WWE, but then like he left. And then people were just like, all right, he's another older guy. But like Matt Seidel like, was one of the hottest talents in the world before he signed with WWE. Everyone talked about Matt Seidel. Like he was in TNA, he was in, you know, Ring of Honor. He, 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 was a, he was a name that everyone wanted to have. And when WWE got him, I don't know if that soured people on him. I don't know if he just have the over the top personality that that people would gravitate to. He's just kind of there, but when he gets in the ring, come on, there's really a, not a whole lot of people better than Matt Seidel. Yeah. He also doesn't fit the WWE mold for, you know, well, well, that's why I was thinking more of like a, a Ray Mysterio type guy. Like Paul London didn't fit the WWE mold. He had a nice little run with cruiserweight championship and tag team championship. I mean, Matt Seidel had the Kofi Kingston stuff. He was 
one of the top guys that would feud against like the Nexus and, and, and stuff like that. And, but at the end of the day, like since then, it's just been like, then are, granted, maybe bringing him out as the Joker probably wasn't, or what that was not the Joker. What was he? The, uh, the final guy in the, uh, the wild card. Yeah. The wild card. Oh, he was the wild card. Yeah. It was the wild card, the Joker, whatever you want to call it in the battle Royal. Oh, so maybe, yeah. So maybe it was the Joker. Cause Ruby Soho was the, was the Joker. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, it, I, and I think he's done great. He's he's a perfect opponent for CM Punk. I think that, that match was fantastic. I loved it. Yeah, I thought they did a nice job with that. And you know what? I've been a big, I've been against uh, MMA fighters doing the wrestlings, but uh, I thought Junior Dos Santos did not look bad. And to your point, Kevin, I think there's a means to an end with this. And uh, we saw it here on the end of Rampage, and then you saw it on Dynamite. I know you said you didn't watch Dynamite, but they had the those... no, no, I watched Dynamite. Oh, okay. Yeah, they had the big reunion on Dynamite, too, so I thought this was a, a home run all around. Yeah, and I, I I didn't expect it this quick, and you're actually kind of seeing it with the Pinnacle, too, where they're all kind of like Pinnacle was doing their own thing for a while, and now they're kind of getting back, you know, interacting with each other, and I think the inner circle thing has been done absolutely perfectly, like piece by piece. You had Hager and, and Jericho, and then Sammy Guevara gets involved. And now Santana and Ortiz come back to even a score against. Listen, this is all about getting, I think, and I think Jericho said this too, actually. This is all about getting Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky over as a team and moving them up, you know, the ranks. That's what that's what Jericho said. And I right. thought that too. And I also think it's too it might be me just being a super duper wrestling nerd, but when they cut that promo on Saturday night and rampage, uh, the way they were standing in the ring, Sammy Guevara was your front and center guy. It was Sammy. Jericho was to his right. Hager was behind them. Santana and Ortiz were to his left. Yeah. I think they'll use this also, not just to elevate men of the year, but also to push kind of Sammy to the forefront because he is a TNT champion yeah. uh, and, and the breakout star of the inner circle. Yeah, I agree. And he, like they they haven't had him beat Miro, who they were also re, like repackaged and completely made a monster. And you had Sammy Guevara beat him, so that clearly says something. I just love that. I love Santana and Ortiz coming out. Uh, I loved. I, I, I and I, listen. I don't hate. I think the MMA guys are the perfect foil for the for the. Uh, Excuse me. Now I'm burping uh, nice. for the inner circle. Uh, I think that's well, because listen, these MMA guys, if they, once they're gone, they're gone and no one's going to care about them again. And, and they're legit tough guys. So if the inner circle actually takes them out on, on wrestling TV, that makes sense. And it won't hurt the credibility of them. I, I don't even know who's still active. Who is there any one of these guys still uh, active? The, the main player that they're trying to build the, the Masvidal, Masvidal. he hit him with, he hit, uh, Jericho with the running knee Friday night, and he cost him the match. That's how Scorpio got the pin. He's actually fighting in a big fight against uh, Edwards is the name of the fighter. Eddie Edwards? Uh, no, not Eddie Edwards. Oh. Uh, all hmm. Edwards is scheduled for December, I think. He's the current. Uh... See the guy with the long hair? Yes. Okay. And he doesn't. He hasn't wrestled, but he's interfered. He hit Jericho yeah. with that knee a couple weeks ago, and he hit him with the knee on Friday night. Yeah, I got a I got a question, Junior Dos San, Junior Dos Santos. That's his yep. name. Yep, yep, yep. He looked like Hacksaw Jim Duggan when he returned in like two thousand five. <laughs> I don't. Was, I think there's somebody else who, who put the same thing up. That was me. 
on our on our Twitter. Uh, December 11th, Masvidal takes on Leon Edwards for the UFC Vegas 40 broadcast. Yeah, I decided to tweet Rampage. Yeah, you did a good job. You got Jericho to uh, show some love too. Ah, Jericho with the with the retweet, baby. Yeah, so I don't know how much involvement these guys are going to have, especially if they're still doing the MMA fighting. It's a nice crossover too for Hager if he has to go fight uh, in Strike Force or wherever the fuck he's doing his MMA stuff. Bellator, I believe. Okay, yeah, Bellator, you might be right there. And but that's the other thing, like, like Jake Hager's like a legit. He's, I don't think he's lost a match. No, I think he's undefeated. I think you're yeah. right. So, like that, having him. I so here's I would if if Junior Dos Junior Dos Santos is good enough and ready, I would watch a Jake Hager Junior Dos Santos wrestling match, and then I'd also watch them. But he's retired, right? Is Junior Dos Santos retired? That's a good question. Let me look. I'm look that up right now, Kevin. I can't, I'm putting on the spot. I'm so sorry. Oh, I think he is. Yeah, don't worry about it. I th- I don't think he's an active fighter. Or he might be an active fighter, but he's like a former like. Yeah, I know guy, he's a like, former world champion. He's a former yeah. UF heavyweight champion. Uh, and I liked. I'm not gonna lie. I like Dan Lambert. I don't care. I think he's perfect in his role. I think he's great on the microphone, uh, and people hate him, so I love it. I think that's fan. He yeah. does a fantastic job. And I quote: "I tweeted on at the tweet that I tweeted on our page. Jericho had tweeted. I quote tweeted it and saying, dude, I'm telling you right now, he may not be as polished.'" He might not be as smart. He might not be as talented, but he gets the same reaction that Paul Heyman gets. Yes, Dan Lambert. Yeah. Yes. Dan, Dan Lambert is is. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Paige Van Zant, incredible throughout that whole situation. That yep. taking selfies, doing this and that, like, and also beating. Like she'll fight. She'll punch you too. Right in the right in the mush. She'll get you. Yeah, that's uh, Kate. Kate the Great reminding us Van Zant killing it. By the way, yes. too. Great point, Kate. Yeah, no, she's they're they're it's working. Not every look and not everything they do works. I hated this fucking triple A tag team match. Oh, with Los uh, Superanas, bro. Just have just tell me that they paid off fucking FTR to have the match. They looked ridiculous. You clearly knew who it was the minute they walked out. Well, see, a punk told you basically. Well, yeah, well, when he fucking hugs Andrade, too, you know who it is. That's a fucking FTR hug. I think that was the point, Matt. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. So I think. So I would like to know how much of the the live crowd knew before, like we knew. Were they chanting anything? Like we knew immediately. Yeah, I didn't hear them chanting anything, but like if they started chanting FTR, then you knew that they knew, and then then it doesn't necessarily go well. But the TV audience, they were insinuating the entire time that it was FTR. Yes. And so now they are the new what AAA tag AAA team tag team champions. Yes, super uh, honest. I love it. Super honest. I fucking Malachi Black is fucking unbelievable. Ah, uh, so here's the thing that I I love. He did the old Undertaker nod to uh, Dante Martin. Okay. So like after that match, he did like right. the whole. That was that dynamite or was that rampant? That was dynamite. That was dynamite. That was dynamite. That was dynamite. Um. So like that was awesome. I just I don't know. I think the people hating Cody Rhodes so much now, which is so stupid in my opinion, is how is that going to affect their match next Saturday? 
Because like who they're gonna cheer, they're gonna cheer the f out of Malachi Black, and they're gonna boo the f out of Cody Rhodes. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Though at Queen's Grand Slam, it was split 50-50 for Malachi and Cody Rhodes when we were there. All right, maybe I mean yeah, maybe it comes across TV differently. But like even when they were doing the, I think during the video package with him training with Arn, like you could hear the boos, like they were audible. I didn't even know you could do that. Like I didn't even know you could hear the live crowd over their video on uh, on TV. You could just hear them. Like they, or no, maybe it was a match graphic. It was a match graphic. Yes. Uh, when they when they showed Cody uh, Malachi three, they they booed the heck out of it. So. Yeah, I've, look, man, I I I love the stuff. I love the fucking Cody vignettes too. I love, I love that the, shit. I, I love. Do, it. I think I agree, man. I think Cody's again. Russell, I don't want to say he's getting the Triple H treatment, but he kind of is, even though he has nothing to do with anything. Like it has nothing to do with how the company's really run, other than maybe how it's presented. In the media, Tony Khan is the is the booker. I think he is, and I think I made this reference for when what after we went to Queens. He is like Homelander from the Boys. He is the All American, uh, like stand up guy, right? But everybody fucking is jealous of him because they hate him. And obviously, he does not take the Homelander qualities like. When the cameras stop rolling, he's a piece of shit behind the scenes, like yeah. in the boys. But like, this, this is Cody Rhodes. He goes comes from the Rhodes dynasty. He has a fucking smoking hot wife. Yes, Kevin. What is Homelander? He is a character in the Amazon TV series, uh, The Boys. He is essentially a version of a Superman. He is all about red, white, and blue. He saves the world. Uh, but it is just in front of the cameras when the cameras stop rolling and he goes behind the scenes. He is a dirtbag, rapist, piece of shit. All right. So what is the what's the premise of the show? The boys i have never heard of this vehicle. So uh, there are super there are superheroes that are living in the world and mm-hmm. they are portrayed by this uh, corporation. All right. As being. Uh, the savers of the world. Mm. There's a gentleman, your anti-hero, who uh, Homelander raped his wife. I don't like that word. Okay, well, that's what happened. Yeah. And got her pregnant with his love child. Mm. So th- they took her and they got her out of the public eye. So when she had the baby, it would not be traced back to this married woman was a sexual uh, Homelander. Right. So this guy is on a mission to bring down Homelander and all the other superheroes. It's a very, very good show. How many seasons in are we? Two. How many episodes per season would you say? I think there was eight in the first one. All right. I'm going to check it out because I do have the Amazon Prime vehicle. Tony's here. So, ladies and gentlemen, what do we always say? Back after this. Are we really taking a commercial now that I'm here? <laughs> no, Are you, well, did I, I come back at a bad time? No, you came back at a, you joined us at a great time. You missed a fantastic interview. I don't know if you did. You get to see any of the Carrie Morton interview? Unless, unless by the Carrie Morton interview you mean helping my son with his math homework, then yeah, then I did. But unfortunately, no. Well, you know what, Tony, you were helping your son. Ricky was helping his son, driving him to the airport. Oh, did you get a two for one? We got it. There's a couple pans over to Ricky, and then he has said a couple audible things in the background. So 
What what did it cost you for getting Ricky panned on camera? It cost me. A, he's not Virgil. It didn't cost me a goddamn thing. <laughs> Dude, his kid just like or our guest Carrie literally just like would every so often turn the camera to him while and show Ricky driving. That's hilarious. And then Ricky would would ch- you would hear Ricky chime in at, uh, for Carrie's answers to the questions. Like he talked about having an autographed rookie Wahoo McDaniel card. And uh, Carrie and and Ricky, you could hear him saying that's forty years old, and it's signed in like ink pen or whatever it was. So, like with a quill, that's the joke I made. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I do have to step out because I do have to be. All right, right go ahead. Hey, T Dong's joined us. T Dong, have you been watching the AEW? Uh, no. So I guess there's no conversation there. Look, I don't want to jump in with with stuff that you guys talked about. So whatever you're going into next, I'll let you know if I know anything about it. It's fine. We were just touching up on Dynamite and Rampage. Uh, we talked a little bit about how AEW and uh, SmackDown did about the same ratings on Friday night. And AEW actually won the 18 to 49 demo in the head-to-head bonus 30 minutes. Uh, so that was pretty big news today. Uh, your girl Serena Deeb is still dealing with uh, Sheeta. I hate Sheeta. Everyone hates Sheeta. No, I don't know anybody that likes Hikaru Shida. I mean, she's she's nice enough to look at. I don't, you know, she's she's an attractive lady, but uh, I don't know if you saw making the rounds, but apparently, uh, Tay Conti was showing off the camel toe uh, a couple days ago. Oh well, thanks for thanks for bringing that to our attention. You're welcome. I figure AEW women got to bring it up at some point. No, you don't. You don't have to bring it up, Tony. Oh, come on, it's camel toe. You got to bring up camel toe. It's not necessary. You know what I can bring up? By the way, if you guys have not ordered, the Shining Wizards X shirts are now in stock. We've already got some orders. They're going to be shipping out this week. Twenty bucks shipped. You will not only not only get yourself one of these bad boys, you get a commemorative 10th anniversary pen and a 10th anniversary keychain slash bottle opener. And that motherfucker's handy. I can't tell you how many places I've been where people are scrounging around for a bottle opener. I got you, buddy, right here. Shining Wizards. Pop that bad boy and drink it back. Thanks to us. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. I got nothing else. There you go. What, what, oh, oh, oh! You're putting up pictures. I like this. Oh, I like this whole thing. Oh, damn it! <laughs> hold on, hold on. Give me a second here. That's right. I will absolutely give you a second. So yeah, twenty bucks. Uh, send it over to wizardspodcast at gmail.com on the PayPal's. Shipped anywhere in the U.S. You get a little shiny wizards ten year prize pack. And if you are outside the country and you feel the need to have a shirt. Please email us. Let us know. We'll see if we can work something out with shipping. I know it's probably going to cost an arm, a leg, a foot, and a toe, but uh, we will see what we can do for you. Supplies are very, very limited. I've got a bunch of them going out this week, so if you want to get in that first batch to be mailed out, hit us up soon. Let us know so we can get that bad boy out to you, and you could be looking fresh, just like me. So fresh, so fresh. So fresh and clean, baby. Uh, hit on. I'm gonna hit on some AEW notes while I have you here, Tony. Awesome. Let me in on the AEW ski. Uh, so Tony Khan was on WFAN's Moose and Maggie, uh, Wait. last week. Moose and Wow, it's been so long since I listened to the fan. Oh, I have no dog shit. It's absolute dog shit. The Moose and Maggie show. The Moose and Maggie show. It's garbage. 
Are just, they two women or no? Moose is a man. Maggie is a woman. Oh, they got to give the guy the the demeaning nickname, the wacky nickname. Hey, I'm the moose. Hey, is, is it moose? It's no, not that moose. Not, it's not moose moose. <laughs> uh, but they talked about Bray Wyatt, and he said he's a great wrestler. And I got to be honest, we haven't really talked at all. We've seen the way they've brought in all these people into AEW. Are you surprised to hear that Tony Khan says he's not talking to you? To to you, not talking to Bray Wyatt, or do you think this is like a smokescreen? I don't know, Tony. I don't. I don't know if Tony Khan is the reality Tony Khan, or if he's trying to like be this this character, maybe even a caricature of himself. Maybe him. Maybe turning himself to like eleven, like they always say you should as as a wrestling personality. Tony Khan's a weird egg. Like, I I just. Look, I get it. He's a fan. He's all in. Like, this is his baby. This is what he wants to do. And that's all well and good. But I think sometimes Tony Khan is a little full of Tony Khan, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Uh, as far as speaking with Bray Wyatt, I don't know, man. Maybe it is smoke and mirrors. Maybe it is. Maybe he uh, he's realizing he's pulling too many triggers at once and he wants to slow that pace down a little bit i mean look at look at how many debuts we've had in the past month alone you know no well, absolutely i agree to your point tony when you go to a live aew show he comes out in between the shows and he is like a crazy child when he is out there bro he's stamping his feet trying to get the people ramped up he's a dork he really is you don't you don't think he's involved in any uh I've I've heard some rumored innuendo that uh maybe Tony Khan likes to uh amp himself up in other ways now. This is only what I've heard. I have no physical or proof What or uh what kind of what I have not heard what what he, like he like he likes to choke himself until he like almost No, no, he up. might um and this is all legend, you know, it might be a fan of the Booger Sugar maybe. I you know, you know Trevor Murdoch is the Booger King, but where, where are you where I got where resources. Getting, where are you getting this nonsensical bullshit from? Which weird Facebook? Come on. Facebook. Ah, <laughs> king of all media. The mother of all things that are true and honest in pro wrestling. Listen, Matt. I thought I thought we've had these talks, Tony. You gotta stay off of Facebook. Listen, I I didn't look. It's not fact. I have zero percent idea uh, as to any veracity of anything that I've read. However, in the in the interest of fairness, I needed to bring it to the show. Oh, so now you said he acts like a child. He's standing there stomping his feet and jumping around. And I mean, look, I've seen plenty of promos with him too, where he can't get fucking five words out. You know what I'm saying? And look, I know you can't speak half the time. You always stutter and stammer. However, you. if you're going out in front of 20, 30, 40,000 people, gotta somewhat have your shit straight. No, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's just very, he was very excited, stamping his feet, getting the crowd pumped up. He is invested into what he's doing. I thought that was Justin Roberts' thing to do that shit. He d No, he'll read the signs in between shows. He's very good at it. Oh, that's right. He, right. he kind of gives people, you know, like a little gratitude and acknowledgement and all that. That's cool. Mm. Kev, are you cold? Yeah, yes, I have no heat cold. in the house. Oh, what happened? Is everything all right? Yeah, everything's all right. Just the heat isn't working. And it's not, it's, it's not, it's not like it's January like thirtieth or anything like that, but it's pretty chilly. Yeah, but still, you you look like uh, you look like you might be shivering over there. 
You you look a lot smaller than you do normally with the hood on too. I think it's because I'm in the lower third here. Let's see. Sure. <laughs> do you need me to move you around? No, you're good. You sure. Is there a way to do that? Like we drag and drop each other? Like, oh yeah, we can. Look at that. Holy shit. Yeah. Kevin, how... the heat's rising. Kev, you're good. Tony, how much time have you spent on the stream yard? By the way, seventeen minutes. There you go. I want to get back to Tony's little allegation there. All right. Before we do that, Kate the Great wants to know, do you iron your hoodies? I did iron this hoodie before we came on. Very Kevin good. is the iron man. iron man. So, Tony, did you hear the story before about how I got heat with the hotel because they didn't have an ironing board? Of course you did. What did you do? How did they, recon how did they uh, reconcile this problem? They he's gonna didn't. Have, he's going to have to go back and listen. Okay. Yeah, sure. We don't want to go over this again. It's a good point, Matt. Um but I want to get to the Tony Khan thing. Tony, very serious allegation or no, alleged allegation. Listen, it's not my allegation. Let me make that perfectly clear. All right. It was from a user I shave buffs balls. But <laughs> I think Tony Khan does cocaine. And Tony's like, fact, fact, fact. I didn't know uh, Judy Bagwell was on Twitter. Hey, off a few just said it was Facebook. Well, Facebook, Twitter, same difference of one and the other. You Tony. just love stirring the shit, huh? Tony, your hair looks remarkable, by the way. No, nah, it fucking looks awful. It's like no, I fucking... I totally disagree. I think you look fancy. Well, I did kind of like come home from work and just jump right in with the kid and throw down a slice of pizza. So, oh, that has a thank lot you for that. that. That has a lot to do with the hair, I guess. Yeah, a little bit. I was gonna put the jacket on, the blazer jacket. That's how much of a rush I was. Have you shown that sh here. that shirt off yet? Have you shown that off to the people? Kev, you missed it. You're gonna have to listen back. Well, I can't listen back to freaking visual stuff. Well, you can watch back on the Facebook. Well, then oh, say boy. watch back. There you go. Ten years, baby. All right. Ten yeah. years, people. All right, now that we redid two segments that I wasn't on the show for. <laughs> Matt, I like to talk to Tony. <laughs> that makes one of us. Oh, <laughs> fucking boo-hoo. Tony showed up, and Kevin's like, I got to go. And I was like, oh, great. What are we going to fucking talk about now? Bad um, and then he brings up fucking nose candy, this alleged bullshit. I mean, he has all the signs. Thank you, Kevin. But he also, but it also could be signs of something else. Yeah, he could be autistic. Okay, exactly. Well, well, we can't rule it out yet. That's all I'm saying. Uh, the, he, they have announced they have announced Hangman Page Kenny Omega for Full Gear. So that will be your big uh, main event. Uh, they've also announced that Lee Moriarty is now under full-time contract with AEW. Uh, Rampage this week will feature a, feature a second match between Pac and Andrade El Idolo. Oh, gives a fuck. And the AEW World Title Eliminator Tournament kicks off this Another Friday. tournament! Yes! Fucking A, dude. What we needed in wrestling at this time, in this in this year, at this era, another fucking tournament. And I'm not you. blaming AEW. This is this, shame on all of these fucking promotions. Shame on all of them. Well, we already knew this was happening, Tony. This isn't a surprise. Shame on them, Kev. Shame on them. Doesn't change my mind. Well, Tony. <laughs> so we know you love a tournament. All right. <laughs> Put on your you put on your little Booker hat over there, big guy. All right. Oh boy. Oh, he's got a Booker hat. All right. <laughs> El oh god. El Bookero. 
Okay, El Bookero, I know you don't know, so I'm going to ask you. And, Be very uh, careful, Tony. Be very careful. Who who do you think eight men in a tournament to declare who the next contender to the world championship is going to be? Who's in it? I want you to guess. Um, oh, I know some of them because I saw the graphic. Okay. I know Dustin Rhodes is in it. Yes. I know Preston Vance is in it. Yes. I know John Muxery is in it. Yes. Um, I know they got to put in Eddie Kingston and uh, what's his name? Everybody dies. Lance Archer. All right. Very good. Um, Wait, so Eddie Kingston is in it too? Yes. He's facing Lance Archer in the first round. Okay. Who else is in this? Who else is in this? Um, You're only missing three guys, Tony. You're in. I know. And there's no Daniel Bryan. There's no CM. Yes, there is. No, there is. Brian Danielson. Daniel, he's in there? Yeah. Yeah, He's he's wrestling Dustin Dustin Rhodes. Rhodes. Oh. So John Moxley gets Preston Vance, and then we get Dustin Rhodes against. Uh, I don't know. It's weird. It's so weird. Why? There's another Mark Order guy in there, isn't there? No. I thought there was. There's not a. <laughs> no, uh, Brian Schlong is not in the tournament. <laughs> you got <laughs> <and> Mark Order. <laughs> you got ten taking on Moxley. You got yes. Daniel Brian Danielson taking on Dustin. You got Lance Archer taking on Eddie Kingston. You're missing one more match, Tony. Is Cole Cabana in there? No, wait. There's nobody else from the Dark Order in there. No, no but all four, but all four members of the Mark Order are in it. Well, that makes sense. Kate's gonna fucking win because these guys are fucking pussies. Um, I don't know. Um, is it Andre Delito and? <laughs> God, I don't know. I don't know who right. else is in it. It's well, no, because Pockets fighting. Oh, Pockets is in this thing. No, 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 he's not. He's not. Pockets is in this thing. Yes. <laughs> oh, he is in this thing. Not Pock. Tony said Pockets. Oh, Orange Cassidy. Oh, and Will Hobbs. Yes. Oh fuck. I wonder if Orange Cassidy's gonna do this shit. <laughs> <laughs> This is all very troubling since Tony joined the show. Nah, I love it. Tony loves the tournament. <laughs> all right, I'm out. The mass uh, uh, El, El Predicto is out. <laughs> El Tornamento is out. Now Abuelo comes out. Oh. <laughs> hey, the hair still looks fresh. It does look good. I'm telling you. Looking good, big guy. Looking good. We got another Friday, Saturday night Dynamite Rampage uh, combo coming up this week, so. Stay tuned for that, people. <laughs> Yay. Uh, Tony, um, I, I, you never responded in the text message, so I don't know what you watched. Um, I watched NWA Power. NWA Power in the house. I'm with you on this this week. Matt, Tony's in a, an exclusive relationship with NWA. Is love it. it. Yeah. Love it. He doesn't love watch it, any other wrestling it. but NWA because he feels bad that he's cheating on it. Well, I go to Tony for the NWA and for MLW. That's right. Things that I remember. So you watched it this week or you didn't watch it this week? I watched the NWA. I remember all of it. Okay. (laughs) We had our two quarterfinals for our tag tournament. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yes, I do. 100%. Should I put the mask back on? No. Anyway. I don't need you having us to suffocate yourself here. So I want to start with the main event first. What did you think of Kratos and Aaron Stevens against the end? What did I think of the match? 
Yeah, like great story as far as I'm concerned. The whole thing with Aaron Stevens and even commentary was getting it right. They were like, he's firing up, he's setting up. That fucking ending, dude, is it was so great and so heartbreaking at the same time. What'd you think? I I the match itself the match itself was not fantastic, but it served a greater purpose in telling these stories. And I think this episode of NWA Power did a great job of planting seeds in these stories. I'm a little perplexed by the fact that any means necessary is Saturday or Sunday. Mm -hmm. And then we're getting hard times to December 3rd or 4th. This pay-per-view that's coming up is in conjunction with another like regional promotion. I forget the name of the promotion, but uh, it's like a joint presentation. I forget. Yeah. I wish I remember the name of the company. It, it escapes me. It's uh, but I like I like this story. Oh, tried I, and true. There you Tri- go. That's it. I was gonna say proud and powerful, but well, uh, there you go. <laughs> oh, great tag I don't know if you saw, but we have the official announcement of the rematch. Uh, Strictly Business's uh, Tom Latimer and Chris Adonis are going to be facing off against your favorite, Mr. Booger Eater, and the National Treasure, Nick Aldis. I guess they've got their big rematch. And, what, uh, uh, may I ask what's, what site you're getting this source from? Uh, NWA's uh, Twitter. Okay, okay. Because the Wikipedia had a completely different card uh, posted. Really? It had uh, Trevor Murdoch against the Pope. It had Nick Aldis against Thomas Latimer. No, uh, you see, they haven't announced the Pope yet because the Pope came out and he said, you know, he's going to be coming. It's not going to be now, but he'll know it. He's I, know, gonna... I know, I know. They had uh, Tim Storm against James Storm in a bunkhouse brawl. What? Who I'm fucking like, this wrote w- this page? I'm like, this Wikipedia is trash. It didn't have Camille against Kenzie Page on it. It didn't have Sal Renaro against uh, Judiah. Oh, God, that's happening on the pay-per-view? Yes. So Judas lost to you said to uh, James Storm last week, yes, right? Yes, last week he ate the super kick, but then he kind of like Undertaker it up. But afterwards. he still lost. He still lost. So then, who gives a shit about him kicking the shit out of Sal Renaro now? Like Judas came in, he was supposed to be like this unstoppable monster, and James Storm fucking did him in in two weeks. Well, James Storm is a legend, bro. I understand that, but this look, Sal Sour- Sal Renaro. I don't mean to cut you off, Tony. Sal Renaro's got to get rid of this Danny Dimes, Danny Deals. Oh, Danny Deals is a fucking piece of garbage. How many times is he trying to interfere in that fucking tag match, dude? Salvinaro and Mims? He's the reason they lost. Oh, fuck. Mims has a match, too, that they announced. Uh, is Mims facing... Oh, Mims is taking on Scion at the pay-per-view. Okay. Does Colby Carino have a match, too? Colby? Yes. Oh, wow. Who is Colby? Maybe Colby's wrestling the Pope? No, Colby's definitely got a match. I forget who it's against. Wow, I'm bad. No, you're not bad. It's not easy to find this information. And it's not easy. Yeah, it's... Is, okay, is, maybe, uh, uh, is Tyrus even... Does Tyrus even have a match yet? Maybe that'll set that up tomorrow night. Oh, God. I, the fucking Tyrus shit, dude. I'm going you know to fight one of those guys on Twitter. Who? Anyone from that shitty stable that he's in. Why? What's wrong with Black G's? What's wrong with Jordan Clearwater? The Pope against Colby Carino. What's wrong with them? The goddamn Pope's a chair. Not the Pope. The goddamn Tyrus and that Austin Idol cherry picking son of a bitches. All right. You know what, though? It's a story. They're running with it. I don't you need may- to watch these fucking jerk offs take their jackets off for four minutes before Jordan Clearwater decides he's going to throw some 
not so impressive kicks to Tyrus. Well, this this is the story they're telling. That's Tyrus is a fucking piece of garbage. I don't like it. I don't like it either. But at least it makes sense. How many times we sit on this show and like make it make sense? It's fucking garbage, but it makes sense. I, I, look, I, I don't disagree with you. I just don't like it. It fucking makes me angry. You ruin a perfectly good show. You bring out this fat slob, right? Put some fucking, get this guy some leg pants. Leg pants? Leg pants. <laughs> as, a, as opposed to face pants. Cover him up. He's a fucking grosser. Yeah, those legs are fucking terrible. He shouldn't be carrying around the goddamn TV champion. He's putting the goddamn disgrace on the name NWA TV champion. Then he's got this fucking crusty old shithead, Austin Idol, who fucking, I hope he gets eaten by zebras in Tennessee. He doesn't make it to the next set of tapings. And then Jordan <laughs> Clearwater and Black G's are much, so much better. They deserve so much better than this. Well, man, he's yeah, got to get on his goddamn, he's got to cut a fucking promo and he's got to be another, oh, your favorite Disney Channel movie. Deliverance. I'm I'm really I'm really hoping that uh Clearwater and Black G's become something like out of this. Even if Black G's is just like the mouthpiece for Jordan Clearwater, I think that that fucking be a great a great pairing and separation when it comes down to it. And then what Mel Va- May Valentine's like? I'm starting to like you, but that was a weird match. What? <laughs> and the Tyrus is looking at Trevor Murdoch. Things I don't want to see, Trevor Murdoch against Tyrus. Why not? Maybe it's going to happen. Dude, if his plan comes to fruition and he, and he wins the Magic 7, how but many wins not. does he have right now? Does he have three? Two. He have to, He's got two. It, it yeah. seems like it's been going on for two months. That's because it's so bad. It seems like it's been going on forever. It's like the Von Erickson fucking Tom Lawler. Oh, God. We're not getting that till till March, aren't we? I'm, I call quit. I quit on MLW. <laughs> Fucking longest feud ever. Two and a half years. No, because they already said Scion's challenge. He challenged Scion already said he's wrestling Tyrus at that December pay-per-view. And I really hope Scion pulls this one out. I really he do. has to. There's wow, Matt is really fucking fuming. I fucking hate Tyrus and Austin Idol. I hate them. <laughs> you know, Austin Idol. For as great a wrestler and, and characters he was and as flashy as he used to dress, the fucking double t-shirt and jeans with the fucking hat. It's got to go, dude. It's such a fucking bad look. He looks like a douchebag. I'm fucking a bit of a douchebag. <laughs> oh, wait, Matt, why did you mention Tennessee before, by the way? I don't know. I think that's where that fucking hillbilly's from. Uh, Austin Idol? Yeah. You ever maybe think of the fact that maybe he's uh, maybe he's the king? He's the king. Oh, he's the king <laughs> he had a feud with Lawler at some point didn't he but he was a, oh everybody he? had a fucking feud with Lawler in oh, the 70s God. and 80s all right I'll, I'll step aside again for this how many times has fucking Jerry Lawler been the fucking mid-south world champion Nah, USWA yeah USWA 45 times it's the over under some shit like that I'd say 45 easy he may have won that belt more than Raven won the hardcore title. Let's put it that way. How yes. many times do you think he was the AWA Southern Heavyweight Champion? Lawler? AWA? Yes. American Wrestling Association. I'd say 11 times. I'll say... I didn't even know that was a, a belt. Um, but if Matt saying, Matt's saying it like it's a lot. So I'll say 18 times. 
58 times. <laughs> Kev, our answers added together wasn't even close. Yeah, that the is A- the hardcore championship. The AWA Southern Tag Team Championships. Once he held it with Austin Idol 10 times. This fucking guy. Did he ever hold it with Bill Dundee? Bill Dundee. Jimmy Valiant. Three times uh, with Bill Dundee. One time with the Mongolian Stomper. One with <laughs> Joe Sleduke. Uh Plowboy Frazier. Oh. You know who Plowboy Frazier is, right? King of Tennessee. Uncle Elmer. That's right. And Big Bubba. And Tony Anthony, right? Nah, and I don't. AWA. Yeah. Wait, who's isn't Dirty White Boy Tony Anthony Uncle? Elmer? No, no, he was uh, T.L. Hopper. Never mind. I'm sorry. Uh, I guess the Mef- Memphis Wrestling Southern Heavyweight Championship may be the same as the AWA Southern because he's also held that 58 times. Yeah, I think I think it's one and the same. I think it all kind of overlaps. This fucking guy, what a fucking mark for himself. This fucking guy, he this goes fucking Jerry Lawler. I'm telling you though, man, Memphis wrestling doesn't exist without Jerry Lawler being there. Well, you know, 58 times you could poo-poo it all the you want, U- but USW Unified World Heavyweight Champion. How many times? USWA. I'll How say many times? 67. But <sighs> I mean, if, if 58 was that other Jabron belt. I'm going to say more like 28, 29. Tony, 28 right on the fucking nose. Oh, man. Guess I overshot there. That's okay. What a fucking, this fucking hand job. But what about Jeff Jarrett? How many times was he the USWA champion? I'll tell you right now. Give me a second here. I've loved Jeff Jarrett, by the way. We all love Jeff Jarrett. He's awesome. Yeah, let's listening let's to see. the his podcast at work today. Uh, when uh, when Panda oh. bought the uh, the company, I haven't got to the Hulk Hogan one yet. All right, well, he's been the USWA well, Southern Heavyweight Champion nine times, the USWA Unified World Champion three times. Uh, he really he really cashed in on the USWA World Tag Team Champions Championships as he's been a fourteen time champion. God, I is Eddie Gilbert any one of those partners by any chance? No, Matt Bourne, Jeff Gaylord, Cody Michaels, Jerry Lawler, Robert Fuller, Brian Christopher. All right, Robert Fuller, Colonel Robert Parker. Let's see, World Class Wrestling Association. No, no, that was this big one over there. That I thought, US- he, had, I thought he was the USWA guy for for many more uh, runs. Yeah, no. I mean, I guess when you go back to WWE and and WCW a bunch and stuff like that, I guess you can't really pad pad the numbers like uh, like the King. So we're picking NWA this weekend, right? Huh? Yeah, but I got to see the rest of the show, of course. And what about um, when's when's uh, Crown Jewel coming up? That's like next week. Crown Jewel is this Thursday. Oh fuck me, running! We got two pay per views to pick. We do. Look, I got this cool thing now. Boom. Oh, Oh boy, yeah, Mansoor, Mansoor, Mansoor versus Mustafa Ali. I wonder who's winning that one. Hold on, we didn't finish the NWA talk yet. Oh, there's more. Well, Hawks Airy advanced to the finals. They're going to be taking on the end. I like the story there where um, PJ made a mistake during the match, and he's kind of like, you know, I made a rookie mistake. I turned my back, and his old man's like, "Don't worry about it. You got it." 
little bit of what's going on there. Who knows how that's going to play out? And they got a big test in the end next. Uh, a test. Uh, in- I, I love the stuff with Chelsea Green, Molina, and Kylie Ray. She's fucking nuts, dude. She's so hot playing the hot mess. I fucking Bro, love it. Go, if you go back and watch that again, when Chelsea Green starts her promo, you can see Molina just laughing in the background. Of course, Molina it's laughs. Hysterical. She's fucking nuts. Um, and then I love the Tom Lattimore promo. Yeah, loved it. Saying <laughs> Nick Aldis, Nick Aldis always gets what Nick Aldis wants. He's always giving them the better pay, the better suits. Yep. Well, he used Tom Latimer. Well, this time Tom Latimer is going to make him go home and tell his kid, "Sorry, Dad, he's not the champion anymore." Real fucking good stuff. And uh, this might blow your mind, guys. Any Latimer? I think there's Latimer less. A lot of less. I thought Booger Eater, I thought Booger Eater did a great job on commentary. Matt, this is not a good this is not a good sign for you, my friend. <laughs> Look, man, I, I can't I can't not say that the guy did a fucking phenomenal job. I can't shit on him. Phenomenal. Would you say fantastical? I would say fantastical. He had a couple phrases I was into. Wait, what phrase did he have that you were into? Nah, I don't fuck, I'd have to go back and watch it. I didn't yeah. write it down. Yeah, so you remember? I, I'm with Matt. You remember that you like something? You don't necessarily remember. Yeah, I like exactly Southern what. draw. I liked him yeah. telling the stories with his mouth full of boogers. That's right. Isn't super fun. It's super porky. So, all right. So, Matt, could this be an early sign that you might be turning the page? No, 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 no. I'm not mm. turning on Trevor Murdoch. I don't know. He I'm turned sticking. on you. He turned on you a long time ago. I'm st- I'm st- standing my ground. All right. He did a great job at color commentary. I thought Nick Aldis did a great job at color commentary. What um, shape is Nick Aldis going to be in for the pay per view on Sunday? Square. It's a great question. By any means necessary, buddy. Yeah. We'll have to find out. We got a lot. There's a ton. Guess what else is this weekend? We got picks out the fucking wazoo this weekend. Oh, we got three pay-per-views to pick. Oh, yeah, buddy. Impact Wrestling Bound for Glory. Oh, yeah. That's right. Shit. Main event, Christian Cage versus Josh Alexander, the walking weapon. Oh, fuck. That's this weekend, too. For the Impact Wrestling World Heavyweight Championship, baby. That was a Kofi Jackson. So clear your fucking calendars, Tony. Thursday afternoon, Crown Jewel. Saturday, Bound for Glory. Sunday, by any means necessary. Monday, not in not in last place. Who you? Yeah, yeah. Get out of here. Take that. I mean, Kevin and I will not be in last place. I don't know where that leaves Matt. I mean, I might not be in first, but I definitely won't be in last. <laughs> we'll see. I'm going to make up some ground. I'm going to last-minute charge. That's right. We are getting towards the end of the year. But thank God there's 20 pay-per-views every month. Kev, you need to set three alarms on your iPhone 4S. You need to set one for Thursday afternoon, Saturday afternoon, and mm-hmm. Sunday afternoon. Five. And check the start left. time on Sunday because I don't know if it's a 7 o'clock or a 4 o'clock. You may want to double-check that one. Five, 5S, so have a little respect, Tony. Please. All right, five put some, S. Put some respect on the five S. That's right. <laughs> I put respect on all S's. Well, good news is there's not a WWE pay per view to pick in December. There's no December to no, December. That's right. 
No, they canceled the, the December pay-per-view. Why? Because they have two this month? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it, they they will not have a pay-per-view in December because they're having one January 1st. Oh, no! <laughs> and then the Royal Rumble! What do you what do you care, Tony? You don't watch them. Two, I watch the Rumble. I always watch the no, Rumble. No, the Rumble you watch, it, but Fuck you're not going to watch yeah. New Year's... New Year's Dash or whatever the fuck it's going to be. Oh, is it really? I don't know. Oh, fuck. That means Wrestle Kingdom Three Nights is around the corner, too. <laughs> this year is far from over, boys. Yeah, it is, buddy. Far from over. Uh, yes, New Year's Day. It's called WWE Day One. Oh, and uh, they canceled TLC, I guess. They can't. They can't. They, TLC was supposed to say, take place December 12th at the Allstate Arena in Rosemont, but they completely scrapped it. Mm. Ah, so we have the good. crown jewel this month. Next month, Survivor Series is at in Brooklyn, and then we'll get a little break in between Survivor Series and Day One. Day One will be January first. Royal Rumble will be January twenty ninth. So it'll be the same amount of pay per views in a year, but they've just shuffled the deck. So January twenty eighth is, I guess, the last day for our year of picks. That's right. Then the 2020- well officially unofficially. And the 2022 season begins. Oh, fuck no. I swear, if I win, my fucking wish is going to be that we don't pick for next year. No, no, that's never going to happen. Yeah, this isn't. This is <laughs> John Cena's not coming to your house and granting this wish. All right. You know what I might, you know what I might do for the next year's picks? I might, I might put together a uh, conglomerate of some listeners to actually do the picks for me. I think that'd be a little interesting. Like, don't leave it up to myself. Leave it up to somebody else to make the picks for me. I don't like that at all. I love it. I love it. Interesting. No, because there's a lot of people smarter than you out there. Well, I mean, look, I'm going to win two years in a row, so, you know, I've got that. Wow, he's, he's already counting you out, Tony. Tony, you ain't. Yeah, me. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, I, I, I'm going to make the comeback. I'm the Iron Man. Listen, man, if you do, it's that's good on you. I'll be I the first fold, one to congratulate fold. you. I iron, baby. Not without your ironing board, sir. No, that's right. I have to go back and listen to that. I had to use the freaking end table and put a sheet over it as an ironing board. You put a Hikaru sheet over it? Oh, but I don't know what that is, but. (laughs) Oh, boy. All right, I'm going to pop something up. Can we move on to something else? Because I think I want to talk about something else. Uh All right. I'm scared. I'm scared. Did we talk about Luna yet? No, we haven't no. talked about it. I, have, I haven't watched it. You haven't talked about it? Oh, Kevin didn't watch it? All right, forget that. No, no you can talk about it. No, no, talk about it. Go, 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 go. Did you watch it, Matt? I did watch it this afternoon. Um, Thoughts? It's a sad story. Yeah, it kind of is. Uh, Her kid fucking absolutely adores her, man. Absolutely adores her. And it's so great to see because I can imagine that she probably wasn't around a lot of the time when he was real little, you know? Yeah. So that that's fucking great. Um, what did you think of Gangrel? I found at some points that, like, I believe like he really did love her, but he kind of like got away from her for his own mental well being, which I completely understand. And it kind of broke my heart to hear that like he felt badly about it, and he's like, you know, I probably should have called her. I probably should have reached out to her, but you know. All right. I think at one point he said I. I... I stayed with her longer than I should have, but I think I did it for, for, for us. 
Yeah. Kev, you so, had a question. So from someone who didn't watch it, did they paint her as kind of like a savage, kind of like an, an abusive person or just a mentally unstable or an at, like, I don't know what, what, it, how did they paint her? It's, what was her, what was her deal? It's more of the, of the latter as well as like a little bit of the attic talk because, Oh God, who was it? It wasn't Mad Maxine. Who was the other woman that oh, she was? Precious, uh... Fuck, what was her name? It, it's not precious. It's precious something or other. Precious Pauline. I forget what the hell her name was too. Oh, the the really tall woman. No, no, that's Mad Maxine. Oh, this was some other woman that she would like team up with and whatnot. And yeah, dude, there's other. Every single one of them shit on Mula, which was no surprise because Luna made her way through like Mula's training and all that. And uh, they said when what was she sixteen that Mula sent her to go take pictures with some guy. Yep. So it's kind of fucked up. And she was, uh, you know, the guy tried to rape her and shit like uh, that. So, so of course, you know, Mula, um, I mean, Luna, no matter what kind of start she was going to have, they, they fucking really shoved her in the wrong direction by fucking, you know, putting her in this situation. You know what I'm saying? So like everything that, everything that builds from there, it's kind of like, they kind of fucked her to begin with. Not to mention that, um, what was it? She was taken in, um, who was it? Her uncle wound up marrying the guy who had the kid, her, and that was her, Luna. Yeah, her father. No, no. How did it work out? What was the relationship like? Paul Butcher. Yes, was at a hotel and he was sleeping, and there was a, a gunshot went off, and he woke up, and then he went back to sleep because there was no one outside. And when he woke up the next morning, there was a woman there, and she said, "My husband owns the hotel, and he just killed himself, and he ended up." marrying this woman who happened to have a four-year-old daughter and that was luna yeah so i mean even aside from the shit that happened with moolah this is this is the kind of uh shit that luna had to deal with when she was just four years old you know so who is luna's father is butcher or mad dog butcher well, yeah butcher's mad her stepdad her, mad dog is her uncle and uh what's the fuck what's her name is her, is her aunt vivian thank you Vivian Bashan is her aunt. And there was aunt, there was Aunt Viv? Of course. <laughs> there was there were also allegations that maybe Vivian was like not so nice to Luna as well. Yes. So it's it's really unfortunate. Like it it, it I hate to say it explains a lot, but it kind of does explain a lot. You know what I'm saying? For a girl that young to have to go through all that. And then of course. Everybody will throw Kevin Sullivan under the bus because her first fucking real story in pro wrestling, you know, was fucking being smacked around by Kevin Sullivan and, and joining a cult and getting her head shaved. Yeah, but she was she wanted to do that. Like, it wasn't like she was forced to do it. She loved the wrestling business. Oh, for sure. For like sure. They, were, they talked about her like she wanted to be the fucking Hulk Hogan of the women's wrestling world. It was it was nice that uh, that. um that uh if medusa had such great things to say about her that they got friendly and medusa tells a great story kev where she was willing to drop the belt to luna and luna was like i can't do it i can't do it and she's like no no, no. she's like i want to do this for you and luna's like they'll fire you and she's like no and luna broke down crying she's like i can't believe you would do something this nice for me in in the wwe women's w championship wwf yeah yeah like early first run of you know alundra blaze yeah like 95 96 that was a good feud because they feuded again in wcw they brought luna in when they brought in the, the wcw women's championship which lasted all of 
God, maybe a year, if that. Kev, do you remember they even had a WCW Women's Cruiserweight title? I don't remember that. They did, and it wound up going to Japan for a long time, and I think that's where it disappeared. Who do you remember who who won it? Who was the champ? Was it no? Because, because when when Medusa came in for their for their for that run, it was basically Medusa, and then Luna, and then all Japanese talent. Yes. So here, here's the WCW Women's Cruiserweight Championship. Toshi Umatsu Uematsu was your inaugural you. champion. Then it went to Yoshiko Tamura and Sugar Sato. I don't know if she's related. No, to wait. Matt. Was this 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 didn't happen? This this must have happened in Japan. No, it's, it happened in, oh, in, in, happened in Alabama. Yeah, Alabama on night like on Nitro and Saturday night and stuff. Main event. Main event. Oh, all right. Don't count that. It's actually a pretty decent looking belt if you if you want to look it up. But it wound up staying in Gaia, Japan. G A E A. I've heard of them. I'm not familiar with them completely. But uh, yeah, so there you go. It lasted all of it lasted less than a year. April 7th, uh Toshi was crowned and it was deactivated April 3rd, 1998. So yeah. a year. There you go. So did they touch on on uh the run with Bam Bam? Yeah. Yeah, they did. They showed her coming out to attack um to Sherry? attack Brett at King of the Ring. Oh, okay. Then they showed her being involved with Sherry a little bit. Yeah. Um I want to say they had a bit of footage of her. They they went into the whole Sable thing too. Jim Cornette was on there, and how Sable did thought that Luna was going to beat her up and all kinds of shit, and and actually wound up that uh, Luna got into it with Sonny after their match because Sonny was trying to calm Luna down and Luna wasn't hearing it. So poor Sonny, who's trying to be peacemaker, wound up getting locked in one of them fucking storage bins backstage. God, imagine like Luna going like that era. Like because she was there for like the start of the attitude era. I'm sure they covered that too. Like like she was there for like the bikini contests and the you know yeah the, the brawn panties stuff and they said she was real uncomfortable with it. Medusa made a point about it too. She's like you know Luna wants to be a wrestler. She wasn't about all that stuff. Well, right, and they turned her into a fucking freak when she was in the WWF the '95 '96 with the half a shaved head and draw the fucking veins all over. They made her a freak, and then in '99 they wanted her to take her t- top off, and she said no. Yeah. So, so before, before she got to WWE, she didn't have the. They just did that to pair her with Bam Bam. Before she got to WWE, she just had half a shaved head, and she was wrestling with Kevin Sullivan, okay. and then she let her hair grow in. Yeah, because I remember when she came in with the. It was like ninety three, ninety. I think it was ninety two or ninety three. I think it was ninety three. She came in with Bam Bam, the main squeeze, if you will. And she had her she had a full head of blonde hair when she was working ECW. Yeah, they brought that up too. She was uh the first intergender cage match when she wrestled Stevie Richards in the cage. Which I didn't even know existed. Like I know it was like Luna and Tommy against like Stevie and Raven. I had no yeah. idea about this match. Yeah, and neither this was do I. Completely I off the talking. radar for me. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, to be honest with you. So wait, ECW. Because I know she was in ECW, but was she in ECW before, like in 90, 92? Was she in no, like no, Eastern this, Ch- No, this... Like 95. Yeah. This was like heyday of the Tommy Dreamer Raven feud, and they started bringing in all these extra people. But yeah, yeah, I knew she was there then. I just thought maybe you were talking about earlier. She had a full head of blonde hair in that run? Yep. Interesting. God, man, Dark Side of the Ring, to me, this year is like... 
like it should be called like Super Dark Side of the Ring. She was there from '94 to '97, and then she went back to WWE and probably did this because I think she was with Dustin Rhodes too. Yep, she went to WCW in '97, and then when she went back to WWF, I think she was paired with Goldust as like when Goldust did his like weird like. Uh, yeah, the Forever Unchanged. Yeah, yeah. like the the artist formerly known as Goldust, and he was all sorts of manga manga. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was the uh, the fu Goldust. And that, yeah, but he was wearing like ball gags and stuff. Yep. And then and then she was with the Oddities too. Yep. With Sable. With Sable. <laughs> yeah. <Man>. Sable. <laughs> That's a better impression than I did. <laughs> oh, no, I can't talk. <laughs> Sable, come out and play. This this one didn't this one didn't get me as disturbing as the Canyon one, but I yeah. still haven't seen that one. Oh, Kev. I know. I saw the Johnny Canine one. That was disturbing too. Kev, stop watching Royal Rumble '92. No, can't do it. Can't stop. <laughs> well, stop. Yeah, why? With the Royal Rumble, it's, 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 ta- it's taking on a life of its own, Matt. I'm sorry. It sure has. For, For you and KP Burke. That's right. <laughs> How many times can you watch it, though? I, wa- I watch it when I go to sleep every night. So you after you ever tire, tire of it? Nope. You feel like you're, you're missing out on other things. I watch other things other times. When I go to sleep, I put on Royal Rumble 92. Interesting. XPW next week should be should be fun. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I can't fucking wait about that. Foreign <laughs> wrestling company? Let's do it. No, yeah. I mean, I, I will watch Chris Canyon. I will watch XPW. I will watch Luna. Uh, I watch them all because they're available very easily on YouTube and stuff like that. So it's really cool. That's all I got for Luna. All right. What else do you want to talk about, Tony? You want to talk about the shows on our network, the Shining Wizards Network? You want to do that? I mean, I'm not running the six-minute commercial at 9 o'clock, so. Oh, God, it's 9 o'clock already? Fuck, where did the time yeah. go? Do we yeah. want to get into Impact or do we not, or Ring of Honor? Yeah, we yeah, can we... get into that. But don't forget the Shining Wizards Network, shiningwizardsnetwork.com, home to a variety of fantastic shows. Uh, Snowy's got like two, four, six shows. You can't understand anything he says because he's Canadian. Hey. He, does ho- he does Hockey Night in Canada. Yes, or Wrestling Night, night in Canada. Canada. Yeah. He does uh, Radioactive Metal still, right? Yes, still kicking. Um, who else is on our network? The Inclusive Breakdown Podcast, The Midnight Jury. Um who am I forgetting? Uh, Jay, the handsome Jay and his fat friend Phil. Oh, yeah, the turnbuckle throwback. <laughs> they got rid of that dead weight choppy, so that's good. They're, they're, they fucking they're, chopped them, baby. Their show's probably climbing up the charts, so good for them. Well, because they uh, don't have choppy holding them back. Exactly. Fucking albatross. Nasty feet. Um, <laughs> Hanging on to fucking things, them fucking talons. Ringside rant, RJ. Oh, yeah. RJ is doing great yeah, things over there. Uh, the Brocast, they're not on the network, but they're our friends from they're down friends. under. Yes. Uh, so they do great stuff. So check out the Brocast podcast. And you can search for all these shows on the Shining Wizards Network or wherever you listen one. to your podcast. You Who forgot one. Fucking Wednesdays, dude. You know what that means. Oh, the Mark Order podcast is one Correct, thing. ding. 
Look, I'm all disheveled with this goddamn fucking Friday night show, Saturday night show. I can't keep track of what nights I'm supposed to do this fucking show. I know. You're barely on Wednesdays anymore. I was on last Wednesday, so fuck your hand. I know. And lay off the fucking soundboard. Fuck your face. Why? The soundboard's fun. No, it's not. Yeah, I know. It's it's annoying, though. All right. When I don't have to be in control, I can go fuck off on the Wednesday night show. Yeah, and then you used to tell me to fuck off when I would fuck around with the soundboard. It's funny how things turn. Matt turned on the soundboard. No, the soundboard turned on me. Oh, Jesus. Look, God, they were like, <gasps> they said, oh, we're going to do a show Wednesday. Tony and I on. said, I haven't watched any AEW, so do you want me on the show? And they said, yes. So what do you want? I have no, I couldn't weigh in. I didn't have time to watch it. So I just fucked around on the soundboard. <laughs> yeah. And I, <laughs> yeah. And I, <clears throat> oh, shit. He looks like he's shitting, Vince. <laughs> These nuts. <laughs> oh, my. All right, well, Tony fucks around with the soundboard. You can support us over at our Patreon, patreon.com, for as little as $1 a month. You can support the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Uh, if you hit the $5 tier, as you can see now on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Twitch, we are giving special thanks to all those that support us. That scroll will, will scroll every single Monday night for anyone who supports the Shining Wizards from $5 up through our Patreon. Plus, you get all the other fun perks the bonuses the boxes of wizardry the pins the shout outs every week on episodes with Kerry morton while he's being driven around by his father ricky morton oh yeah fantastic Ooh. stuff so special thanks to those patreon supporters your names are scrolling across the bottom but i'm gonna read them out anyway kathy hummer the queen of the shining wizards manny kratzo the king of the shining wizards danny and anthony Rusinello, the aop of the swp sean toe and sean Kaleho. Ryan Schlong over there at the Mark Order podcast. Uh, Brett Simonello. What do you hear? What do you say? Uh, Kate the Great Hensler over at OnDeckIC.com. She's doing things with Fightful. She's doing Sour Grab. She's doing Mark Order podcast. She's literally a podcast whore. If you have a podcast, reach out to Kate. She will do your podcast because she is all consumed by wrestling and podcasts. And sports. And sports and Muppets. It's Wait, Muppets? It's a cavalcade of things. Kate covers it all. Uh, but definitely follow her on the Twitter machine. Um, she does a phenomenal job. Matt Garifo, no relationship to the KJG. No, Matt no, Mellinger, no, no. Christine Friesendorf, Mark Perloni. Happy birthday, Mark. Kenny Hawsey, the Scotch Drinkmore of the Shining Wizards. Jay Kopp, we mentioned him before, the big cop of pump from the Turnbuckle Throwbacks. Uh, Thomas Copps, the Mott Spock. Michael Hammond. Matthew Birch, the true prince of pro, the Bergman, the LeBron James of Mattel Elite figure collecting, uh, Kerry Cowling, Brandon Haney, and of course, last but certainly not least, his pal Antonio Horseman makes experimental music at harvestmanrecords.bandcamp.com, Mr. William Mercier Jr. Lives are going to be in William Mercier's hands. You know what I mean? I know what you mean, Kevin. I actually just did a business transaction. I just did a business transaction with Kevin. Oh, my God, Tony. Just got to power through, Kevin. I know. I understand. I had a business transaction with Kathy Hummer. uh, Purchased a couple wrestling (laughs) figures from her for a great deal. Oh, Tony. Oh, stop it. Great deal. 
Great deal, what'd, you, what'd you get? Got a couple former guests of the podcast. AEW uh, Series 6 MJF and AEW Chris Jericho. Sweet deal. No one has better deals than Kathy Hummer. In the figure oh. game and in, in the figure game and outside the figure game. No. Can, do you guys want to play a game real quick? Yes. Can we play guess what Tony bought for his wrestling collection? You guys are gonna fucking love this. All right. So Bruno San Martino, what? All right, you're on the right track. Matt, go further. Did did you buy a, a pair of Bruno San Martino tights? No. No, but I, I wish think I they know were what available. It is. I could have vacuumed the hairs out of them and fucking made a little wig for myself. It's probably a Bruno San Martino magazine cover or magazine. Close, close. We're, we're getting Eight by there. 10? No, I already got one of those. Oh, uh, not what? Well, not an LJN poster. No, 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 no. Come on, you're on the right track, though. Is it a uh, program? Yes. All right, what do we got? Come on, keep it coming. Bruno San Martino program from the Garden. No, come on, though. You're getting warmer. Program from the Hall of Fame. No, keep coming. You're getting uh, what do you, that's a program. Program the what? Yeah. Wrestling, the WCW pay-per-view he was on, uh the time he put out his mother's mustache fire. What? Winning the winning the winning the belt? Opening wrestling at the Meadowlands Arena, Bruno San Martino's retirement show, where he wrestled Nikolai Volkov. That was his official unofficial last match, and it opened the Meadowlands Arena for wrestling. So wait, do you have it on you or did you just no? No, it? it's coming. I ordered it. I yeah, ordered it thing, a yeah. week or two ago. It's coming. Coming. There you go. That's hey, man. Listen, if you're Can't a fan wait. of them, God bless. And actually, I think I'm going to frame it and hang it in my office because a lot of folks in the office have like sports memorabilia up. So it'd be a nice piece to put up there. Oh, oh yeah, it's a fucking hairy Italian guy. Good for you. So wait, you're actually in the. You're actually going to work. I thought you were still working from home. Oh no, I've been going back to an office for like five weeks now. Oh, mama. Fantasticals. That's right. That's that's, that's the word of the night. Fantastic. Fantastic. All right, Matt. I saw you put it up the the lower third before. Let's finally yes, get impact. to it. Let's get the impact. All right, boys. Another fantastic show. Fantastical show. Yeah. From impact Wrestling. They had the pick your shot battle royal. That was the main event of the evening, which was run won by uh, new dear good uh, close personal friend William Morrissey, who will now hopefully be challenging for the world title once Josh Alexander, who will. Spoiler, that's my pick to be Christian down for glory. Write it down. So uh so I think we're gonna get some big cast um Josh Alexander action. I might actually get some big cast Christian Cage action, to be honest with you. But uh yeah, so another great show. Uh the Battle Royal was was weird though, because I guess Impact is not shying away from Matt. I don't know if you have this the participants in this battle royal, but there was it was men and women both in the battle royal. So uh, my dear, good, close personal friend, Brian Myers, actually got eliminated by Rachel Ellering after uh, eliminating uh, Petey Williams. Uh, Rachel Ellering Doesn't sound very professional. Oh, well. Eliminated by a lady? Come on. No, no. No, he didn't hit the lady. No, he got eliminated by her. He got eliminated eliminated. Rachel Ellering eliminated Brian. Yeah, doesn't sound very professional. Sounds like he's a fucking loser. No, but he didn't touch touch her. He got eliminated by her. Well, how is that? Profe- well, how is he not being professional? Nothing he can do he about it. Because he didn't win. Oh, all right. He lost to a broad, Kevin. Easy, Tony. Rachel Ellering is very, very good at what she does. She's a broad. She belongs in the kitchen making right, me Cor- dinner. All right, Cornette. 
You dumb bimbo! God damn, Tony, shut the fuck up! With your stupid glassy. chauvinistic ideals! God damn, they're so outdated! You piece of shit! Double G! Double misogynist! Double motherfucker! You know, you don't remember when uh uh Vince McMahon used to do like advice for the lovelorn on Tuesday Night Titans and he'd have Freddie Blassie sitting in and uh he had the one the one woman who like her husband used to like to jump off the furniture and he's like his superfly splash is quite disturbing and he's like well you gotta take care of him you goofy broad <laughs> fucking Fred Blassie ruled <laughs> all right great I'm I, sorry I, impact I don't wrestling. I don't, no I don't know where to go that's fine um <laughs> Uh, all right, so you had uh, a great match between uh, Chris Bay and Chris Sabin. Uh, banger, if you will. And then Chris Sabin beat uh, Chris Bay. And then he was actually in that battle royal as well. Uh, so that was, that was pretty dope. Uh, you had, oh, guys, this is sad news. The end of Swinger's Palace. It's gone. Mm. He's Where'd going go? to Vegas, man. He's going to Vegas because that's where Bound for Glory will be. So we shut it down. Johnny Bravo fired. Hernandez took Johnny Swinger's last stack of cash. Done. So uh, there's that. Yeah, uh, VSK, who I love, uh, wrestled Richard Swan. No, Willie Mack. And Willie Mack defeated VSK under the learning tree of Brian Myers. And he wrestled you Rich Swan. You had it right the first time. Oh, okay. And uh, Willie Mack. Oh, Willie Mack was in the triple threat with uh, El Fantasmo and. Uh, Rohit, if you can't take Rohit, get out the kitchen. Rohit, get out of the kitchen because El Fantasmo is now in the triple threat match for the to determine the new X Division champion with uh, with Trey Miguel and with Matt. Help me! It is Trey Miguel. Uh, Trey Miguel. Your boy Steve Macklin. Oh yeah, Steve Macklin. Uh, yeah, so again, good stuff. Heath Slater officially signs with Impact Wrestling, and they uh, he asked on condition with Scott Demore that his first match back be at Bound for Glory and that his tag team partner is recently, maybe or maybe not, exiled violent by design member Rhino, his dear good friend Terry. So we will see uh, Rhino and Heath Slater take on uh, two members of Violent by Design at Bound for Glory. They didn't really say who yet. Uh, Virtuosa chose uh, Savannah Evans to be her poison for Mickey James when she returns to action next week. I- I'm a big fan of uh, Savannah Evans. I don't know if you guys caught Impact. She's a she's with Tasha Steele. She's, I guess, Tasha Steele's heavy, but uh, she's awesome. She's jacked. She's big. She's great, and she'll face Mickey James as we go ahead toward Bound for Glory at the go-home. And where we had Virtuosa and uh, Mickey James, which is going to be a fantastic, a fantastic match. And, oh, Diana Prazu, by the way, tremendous. Met her for the first time ever, actually. And I can't believe how that has never happened before this past Saturday. Very, very lovely lady. Uh, you guys Matt, hit it off? What? No, you she's guys... with the Mac. She's with Macklin, man. I ain't messing with her with, when she's with Macklin. Plus, she could beat my ass, too. Come on, bro. You're Kevin Garifo. That's a very good point. Jeez. You forget where Very. you come from? You forget where you come from, Mr. Mayor of West Orange? That's right. Uh, <laughs> Prince of West Orange. Wow. That's All right. right. I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. I mean, it's a gimmick, you know. I understand. Uh, I th- that's, a lot of the, uh, that's a lot of the notable stuff. Matt, if you have the sheet, I mean, maybe there's something I'm missing? Uh, no, I think you pretty much hit on everything for, uh, for Impact. We're heading right towards 
uh, Bound for Glory. We'll find out this week who's going to ta- challenge for those tag titles uh, at the pay per view. Oh be yeah, the good bro- the, uh, the good brothers right are involved in that. Yeah. It's oh be- boy, the good brothers. Dude, the good brothers are awesome, man. Brother me softly. Fucking blow. It's gonna be the good. It's gonna be Finn Juice or the Bullet Club. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. no, yeah. dick. Uh, hey Matt, uh, and... speaking of, speaking of the Good Brothers, what's do you watch Being the Elite? No, I haven't watched Being the Elite in a long time. Okay, so you don't know about Prune Face when he fucking does the fucking sour face shit. Who's Prune Face? The fucking little guy from from the fucking tag team. What's his name? Uh, Carl Anderson. Yes, thank you. He's not. Wow. He's not a little guy. He's well, compared to Luke. fucking big nuts, he is. Yeah. Oh God, little guy and big nuts. Yeah, when they little... started doing all the dick stuff at the beginning of being the elite, I was just, I was done with it. Did, yeah. What, did you guys see about the Boy story? Apparently, like the Dark Order trolled WWE and something they did with Adam Cole, like something about how like they made him like a Jimmy Hart. Did you guys happen to see that? No, Matt doesn't watch. I Dark. heard. I think I heard something about this. This sounds vaguely familiar. I know yeah. Jimmy Hart was involved. Oh, so okay, yeah. So I I didn't see it, but I heard that they like I saw like a headline where they epically trolled what Vince McMahon had planned for Adam Cole if he made the main roster. I just don't know what it was. Maybe Kate in the chat watched it and uh and can chime in and we can post it in the old lower third ski. But yeah, I just was curious. I don't know. Speaking of lower third ski, Matt, what are we moving to? Well, just a couple of impact notes. Ace Romero, he got his release. He's no longer under contract with Impact. Oh shit! Really? Yeah, well, he, he I think for, he asked for it. To be honest with you, he asked for out, and he was granted it. Uh, Masha Slamovich is now a member of the Impact Knockouts division. They signed her. Yeah, Does and by the way, Sven Evans beat Lady Frost on Impact. So shout out to Lady Frost. Hey, Lady Frost is making the rounds, man. Good for her. Uh, we talked about Minoru Suzuki earlier. Um, it is being reported that the former Braun Strowman has met with an Impact official. Um, and he met with uh, Scott Demore at a hotel bar at the Motor City Comic Con in Detroit, Michigan, October 16th. Uh, PWI Insider described the two sitting for a long time with Sheer arriving to meet and awaiting Demore. Okay. Uh, additionally, PW Insider reported that Impact has been working on several surprises for Impact's upcoming Bound for Glory event, which takes place this weekend in Las Vegas. So, yeah. do we see Braun Strowman? Debut at Bound for Glory. I say 100%. I think so, too. I think Braun being an impact is going to be a little weird at first. It may take some getting used to. Like, when you think Braun Strowman, you think WWE. Like, I don't really picture him going anywhere else. Like, I don't even know if I picture him going to AEW. No. I had heard stories that they were trying to, he was, I don't don't want to say begging, but trying to figure out how to get back to WWE. But look, he winds up an impact. I think it's a fucking good get. I just feel a little weird about it. No, I I, I 100% agree. And I think the timing is not the best because I think I mentioned this before. They just brought in William Morrissey, who's like the big beast on the block. Yep. So now if you have Braun Strowman and William, I mean, again, that could potentially be a great feud at some point, but you can't two huge dudes essentially maybe doing the same thing unless unless all right so capering all right i'm gonna share this because that's a great that's a great thing what if it's him and bray 
if they come in together and they completely get away from, you know, the train that they portrayed him as uh, later in his WWE run? What if it's like, you know, he was like, cause literally had him running around the freaking ring going choo-choo. I'm wondering <laughs> if they're going to come up with a gimmick that like references that. I would rather if, he, if they're going to come in, bring them in both together. I think that'd be great because then you can definitely not necessarily Braun won't stand alone and it won't be a rival to, to big cast yet. Cause I there's mean, so much they could do together. We've had ice train. We've had freight train. We could call him crazy train. Put him with decay. Oh, you're Oh God. <laughs> come on, bro. He comes out to some fucking ripoff of crazy train by Ozzy. How awesome would that be? And he just starts running around ringside, fucking shoulder tackling everybody. Matt, I'll digress to you. I have no comment. All right. That's what I figured. Uh, For booking ideas, reach out to me at wizardspodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> I'll book whatever you want me to book. I don't give a fuck. Here's so Kate dropped in. What if it's him and Bray? And then Kate said, fuck Ed Rowan in there too. Why not? First of all, Kate, what's with the profanity on the fucking messages? Come on now. Do we. <laughs> Look, I'm not against it, but isn't the isn't the like? Don't no. you want to see these guys go somewhere else and kind of distance themselves from yeah their other gimmicks? No, I agree with that, and I and I wanted to bring this up before uh, Kate made some great points. I think using that, the f word. All right, I think that. I think Braun should go to New Japan, like New Japan, like Japan, Japan. Right, but that's not an option right now. What? New Japan is just getting out of another state of emergency, which is why you're not seeing any American people. Like that's why Finn Juice is in the states. That's why Jay White is here. That's why. Well, uh, how did they? Well, how did how did Minoru Suzuki get here? Because he came, he's staying for an extended amount of time. A lot of these guys don't want to go over there with the fear of getting stuck there again if there's another state of emergency. Like, Minoru Suzuki can come over here. He can work. GCW, Impact, AEW. There's work here. These guys go to Japan on a New Japan deal. They can't go work all Japan. There's no place uh, okay. to work there's okay. a state of emergency. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Didn't think they can work that. like uh, uh, Ice Ribbon and all that. Choco Pro, yeah, sure. Chuckle, oh, fuck. Imagine wrestling Emi Sakura in that little fucking room. That'd be awesome. No, I still don't. I just still don't understand anything of this. This Joshi shit. What about Gaia? Is that still around, man? <laughs> Tony? It's a WWE Championship. Yeah. I wonder who's got that belt. I wonder, if, I wonder if Conrad's got that on his shelf somewhere. You know yeah. what I noticed? Speaking of belts, a lot of people have been trying to move Reggie Park's belts since he passed away. I'm very surprised about how many people I like people are trying to sell them. No, they're Tony, not cheap. Don't be, don't be, don't be, because every time someone dies, their value of the merchandise goes up. It's the same thing with figures. It's the same thing with cards. It's I don't know, man. What they produce? No, I'm telling you, it, it skyrocketed. No, no. I, I, I 100% agree. However, if I had a fucking Reggie Parks, I don't know if I'd be so willing to get rid of it. You know what I'm saying? If you need to cash, now you can strike. It's like the market. You just strike I, now when. I get it. Fair enough. But if I had like an original Reggie Parks, like an IC belt or a Hogan 86 or something like that, I don't know if I'd be willing to get rid of it so fast, you know? Well, you're very passionate about your championships with that respect because I, I am as well. well. Even though I don't really own any, but I, I enjoy the art of the belt, as you know. So 
But I'm, if, dude, if you can get if you can get double or triple what you would have gotten while he was still here, and rest in peace, Reggie Parks. Um, do I'm, it. I'm wondering um, if Rock and Robin is ever going to be willing to part with her WWF ladies belt because that's a fucking fine piece of material right there. And maybe it's rare. Can, maybe, maybe we can ask her. I'm Facebook's friend, friends with her. I think we all are, no? Kev, why why do we not have Rock and Robin on our show? Yeah. Tony, Tony, you're, the, Tony, Tony, Tony you're the booker. I knew it was only a matter of time before you did that. Come on, bro. All right, who's who's better at singing? Me singing Rock and Robin or Rock and Robin singing the national anthem? It's a fair I'm going to go with you. Now. I'm, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to say T-Donks. Yeah, the doctor is in. So anyway, back, to my, back to my question before we got all weirded out. With the, the, I don't know how we got this down this rabbit hole. Do we want to see Braun Strowman, Bray Wyatt, and and maybe even Eric Rowan come in and reform the Wyatt family? Or would you like to see something different from them if they were to come in together and impact? Or I would Braun and Bray came in as a tag team? I want to see uh, them come in as the village people. They could be oh, the YMCA God. family. All right, Matt, I'll answer this seriously. What? What? You can't picture fucking uh, Braun Strowman coming out like a leather thong? Come on, dude. With his big old belly and his fucking hairy nuts hanging out? Come on. All right, Matt. I want to get... YMCA! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God damn it. I couldn't tell if you were, like, laughing because you're, like, pissed off or laughing because you thought it was really funny. Wow, that's unbelievable. You're right, brother. I hate your guts. That's not very nice. <laughs> I'd want to see him coming together. And uh, in a gimmick similar to the Wyatt family or something different? Oh, okay. So if you're asking, I want to see them all be associated with each other. Now, if you want to give them something different, I'm totally okay with that, too. And you, I don't know how similar you could get to the Wyatt family with trademark shit, but I think they're better served. Maybe not Bray, but Braun and especially Rowan, Redbeard. They would better maybe bring Braun and Redbeard as a tag team and and Bray, who knows? But I would love to – I think they if they're going to bring them in, bring them in together because then you could feud them with, like, God, I don't even know what stables are around anymore. You could they bring could them- be the lumberjacks. Come on, bro. Braun and fucking Redbeard coming to the ring with big fucking hatchets on their shoulders. Flannel, dungarees. Come on, bro. To be fair, if it was like an homage to Brody Lee, because Brody Lee was in a stable in Chikara with Grizzly Redwood, and they were the lumberjacks. Mm. Uh, God, I don't. I'm actually. Kevin really tough. likes it. Kevin likes it. <laughs> I like it because you're not hating an, it. You're not hating it. No, only because it's an homage to Brody Lee. That's all. Um, that's the only. That's the only I, I wasn't even thinking. I was thinking the Yukon Lumberjacks. We need to bring the old gimmicks back. We're bringing back Bearcat, aren't we? Oh yeah, WWE's bringing them all back, dude. Fucking a, dude. Fuck, fuck, fuckity, fuck. Wait, what was the other team? It wasn't the Lumberjacks. It was something else. The Bludgeon Brothers. No, not. Not them, like an old school gimmick, like uh, the kangaroos. No, nah, it probably was the lumberjacks. 
See, YMCA was better. I like that one. I don't know. I, I, if I had my druthers, bludgeon druthers, um, <laughs> if I'm bringing in Bray, I bring him in solo. But if I'm bringing in Braun and Bray, you bring him in together. And then if you're going to do that, you might as well throw Redbeard in there. Oh my god! And Bray Wyatt's like walking to the walking them to the ring on leashes, and they have ball gags in their mouth. And fucking young man, na 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 na, na young man. What is they, wrong with you? They break into a little three count dancing. Come on, T- Tony. I've never prayed for you to say good night, Gracie, more than I am right now. Get up on your feet. <laughs> Do the dance together. How's that song go? Three count. <laughs> We're not the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> Dad, I'm not responding to, not responding to him anymore. We've literally just jumped the track. We've run over a dog, a family, <laughs> taken out a couple mailboxes. I think there's a we're dragging a fence behind us. We're out of control right now. I don't yeah, know. Are you it. ready? Here we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Crazy taxi. Crazy Tony. <laughs> Crazy Taxi is a great Sega Dreamcast game. Fucking fantastic. My favorite version of that game ever. Uh, Tony, a conversation you missed earlier. Me and Kevin both had weird wrestling dreams this week. Have you had any weird wrestling dreams? Yeah, I had a dream I was downhill skiing with the Bludgeon Brothers. What did you uh, shake anything tonight? What did you do over there? Come on, that was easy. You hanging out with Tony Khan? Yeah, we were tweaking a little bit before the show. Fucking off the rails, dude. I didn't need the soundboard to do it. (laughs) So, all right, if you talked about it earlier, can I just go back and listen? I mean, I didn't have any dreams about. No, I was asking if you had a dream. I'm not going to talk about our dreams again. I'm asking if you had any dreams. Uh, Like about. Um, I've been having weird dreams about like Squid Game kind of shit because I've been watching that. But other than that, right. nothing with wrestlers. What is Squid Game? Oh, you've been watching it, Matt? I have. I'm up to episode seven. Yeah, what? we're we're about halfway through episode seven, actually. What is a Squid Game? It is a Korean-made Netflix series that is the number one streaming TV show of all time now. Why is it called Squid Game? Because it is a Korean Netflix show, and that was a game that they that they played in Korea, I guess. When they were kids, yeah. What yeah. is it, a card game? It's not no, a card it's, game. It's, they pretty much gathered people who are desperate, like financial troubles. Um, you know, Yeah, like, but that's not the Squid Game. This, they explained the Squid Game at the beginning of the first episode. Yeah, but then we haven't heard about the Squid Game since. But the entire right. episode is based on people who are on hard times trying to earn money to get out of their situations. And unfortunately, so if they're does, not successful, they're... Does, does Dusty Rhodes star in this vehicle? It's hard times, daddy. Except it's in Korean. Hard time. What? Oh, when I said John Moxery before, that was okay. No, I, I noticed it. I chose to ignore it. Because <laughs> I, I told you to be careful. As soon as you put the mask on, I told you to be careful. You I, just went with another 
I got to I got to ask Matt a serious question. Have you been watching the show in English or have you been watching it in Korean with the subtitles? I've been watching it dubbed in English with um, the subtitles. Okay, cuz somebody told me you get a lot more out of it if you actually watch it in Korean and just read the English because the emotion there's more emotion there and like there's more like power to what they're talking about. Now I haven't, but I'm wondering if I really feel like it to go back to try to watch it again in Korean once I'm done with it in English. Yeah, but I don't, it's I don't think I'm going to go back. And yeah, watch I know it. it's, it's kind of tough. No, I lo- it's a fantastic show, but I'm not going to watch it again in fucking Korean just to see if I get a better feel for it. Oh, no. I mean, maybe even just like the first it's episode fucked up. a little bit. Yeah, I know it's fucked up. So why do I need to make the, the the fucking Korean language make it more fucked up? Double down, baby. I'm not. I'm good. I'm I've singled in. He advanced the runner. Let's talk about dude. Take a breath. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm good. Let's talk about some new Japan pro wrestling, shall we? Because if it's not bad enough that the G1 climax is going on, and it's not bad enough that Naito's hurt, now fucking Kota Bushi won fucking A block again for the fucking fourth year in a row. Can we not? Can we not? I don't. I hope Jeff Cobb fucking smushes his head like a goddamn pineapple. Did Jeff Jeff Cobb Cobb win? Did he win block B? It's him and Okada tomorrow, Wednesday. Oh, I don't know what time is. Now, is this this Cobb and Okada's third match? This will be the rubber. Yeah, because they're one and one against each other. Yeah, I believe so. Yes. Wow. This has got some big time implications right here. Yeah, and Jeff Cobb has been undefeated through the G1. Wow. So and wait a minute. So is has Okada been undefeated as well? Okada lost to Tamatanga the other night. So but so now if Okada wins, he wins because he's he's got to win over Jeff Cobb. Right? Yes. Yeah. So there you go. Wow. This is this is huge, man. Yeah, Okada needs a win to advance. Cat Cobb can advance with a win, a draw, a no contest, a double count, or a double DQ. Ouch! You have stupid, stupid, stupid. What? When you pull the comments up, you have to tell people what they say. Yeah, because not it's... everybody is watching. Yeah. Oh, it's I very don't... funny. It's very funny. But please give the person their credit. No, Vince, I did not think the Squid Game was about tentacle porn. That's pretty funny. Outshiner665 says Tony thought Squid Game was about tentacle porn, which Tony responded, no, Vince, I did not think that. Yeah, because his name is Vince. I know who that is. Yeah, but you got to read the handle, bro. Why? Because people are listening and they don't know who these people are. So I just said his fucking government name, dude. Well, maybe he doesn't want it to be said on the air because it's not. Tough shit. Vince he says my name on five. He says my name on the air all the time. That's God Vince from the Exclusive Breakdown, by the way. Thanks for joining us tonight, Vince. I'm sorry, Outshiner six six five, kayfabe, bro. No, you got to promote their shit. Inconclusive Breakdown on the Shining Wizards Network every Sunday. Check it out. Oh, Matt, I'm so sorry. Don't be sorry. It's fine. I muted him. <laughs> Don't you dare do that. How he dare you? No one can hear you, Tony. What? So, so anyway, uh, yeah, so tonight <laughs> you lied to me, Kevin. <laughs> you can see it on your freaking computer screen that your mic is not muted.
All right, Matt. So let's get back to it. Let's do it. I'm with you. You and me, baby. So Wednesday right. night is the is the be all end all. Kata Jeff Cobb. The winner gets fuck boy. Um, Thursday, five a.m. I really can't do with another fucking Abushi going to the fucking goddamn Wrestle Kingdom. Enough with the Abushi. Enough so, about Abushi. Matt, how many have we seen? We've seen Okada Abushi in the finals before, or no? Like lately, like, or was it was Abushi and somebody was it Tana, Tanahashi or not Tanahashi? Um, Naito and Abushi. Excuse Recently? me, I like cough all over the place. I'm gonna tell you right now, Kev. I just want to see if this is like the. I don't think we've gotten Abushi and Okada, right? Or have we in the finals? Uh, last year's final was Abushi Sonata. Oh, that's right. And then he was in there for four years in a row. Oh God! So it's, it has to be at least. Well, this will this will be the fourth year. Um, in 2019, Abushi uh, beat Jay White. Fuck okay. Jay White. Uh, 2018, it was uh, Tanahashi and Abushi in the final with Tanahashi beating him. Go ace. And 2017. Yeah. Okay. So. All right. So all right. So like less than, right, so less it's than 18, five 18, 19, 20, uh, 21. The last four years. But he's never gotten Okada in the finals. But I think this is Jeff Cobb. I think they're going to really push Jeff Cobb to win this. I think they're going to bring Osprey back, have Osprey beat Shingo, and then you're going to get the United Empire, Jeff Cobb against Will Osprey against each other with Jeff Cobb breaking off away from the United Empire. All right. So, Matt, I'm, my, my memory is completely fogged right now. The winner of this, block A, block B, whoever wins this gets the challenge at Wrestle Kingdom. Yes, they get the briefcase. Wow. Obviously, they will defend the briefcase, and like Kota Ibushi did last year, they will lose it to Jay White. All right, so so the winner of A and B, do they fight at night one of Wrestle Kingdom or not? No, the winner of A and B fight Thursday. Okay, and so then, so then, so there's, there's going to be two title matches on night one and night two, right? No, because they because they unified the titles. So what would be the main event of night two if night one is a world title match or the, the unification or a championship match? I don't know. I don't know what they would do. Maybe they have the never open weight title main event night one. Or maybe they have maybe they have a situation like they did last year where because remember, go, going in, wasn't Naito already double champion? Naito was the double champion. Yeah, so he said that before I go and face Jay White, who had the briefcase, I'm going to yeah. give Kota Ibushi a shot. And Ibushi won night one, and then Ibushi went on to defend against Jay White in night two and, and beat your fuckboy Jay White. So there right. you go. The reason yeah. they did that was because Jay White beat Ibushi for the briefcase. So Naito said, well, it's not fair. Yeah. And now look, where's Naito? He's not wrestling. So what's not fair now? Okay. But, but, but they have these situations where they can come up with something. You of know? course they do, and now you have this this built in storyline where where Will Osprey never lost the title to Shingo. He just had to relinquish it. Well, maybe you got your situation there. Maybe Jeff Cobb wins, and maybe night one he wrestles Osprey for the right for the briefcase to go to night two. Yeah, so that's what that's what I was kind of getting at. Last year was kind of an anomaly where it was defended on both nights. Yeah, but Kev, here's the other thing. Remember, Wrestle Kingdom is not one night; 
It's not two nights. It's three nights this year. So now we got fucking oh three problems to deal oh with. Oh, boy. Oh, you ain't kidding. I just don't know if we're going know. to get. If the world's going to open up and like they are, they are. New Japan is fucking building something that when the world opens up again is going to rip your fucking face off and shit down your neck. That's not very nice. Why would they do that? Look at look at the talent. This is just the talent that was in Philadelphia last night on U.S. soil. Yeah, I'm going to ask you about this after you go ahead. All right. Chris Bay, El Fantasmo, uh, Fred Yehi, Wheeler, Utah. Gresham was working there. Brody King, Dickinson, Daniel Garcia. I mean, that's a fucking that that's loaded. Moxley, Kingston, Archer, Suzuki, Osprey, Alex Zane. So Matt, uh, do you, do you think that? Oh, Alex Zane also challenged Trey Miguel next week on Impact. Anyway, Matt, um, do you think that and New Japan USA? So that's what it's called, right? New Japan USA. It's called New Japan Strong. New Japan strong. Is that going to, once, if the world ever opens up again in, in Japan and we all get our shit together, would New Japan strong still be, do you think it'll still be as big a force? Do you think they'll have more of a presence here or less of a presence here? I think it'll be, I think they will be, it'll open the door more and they can trade talent back and forth. Jerk off with his fucking, uh, Daisy Dukes on is the, the New Japan strong champion. Tom <laughs> And look at that to, fucking jack off to, this fucking championship. You um, let me know who that is. Who is that? Tom, Tom Waller. Oh. <laughs> Jerk off uh, the Daisy Dukes. Buddy Matthews is coming to New Japan Strong in November. So that's huge. And look, Brian Danielson said he wants to work Japan. Uh, Braun Strowman, to Kevin's point before, definitely would be unbelievable in Japan. Like, there's yeah. a lot of shit that they can do. Um, you know, Gresham definitely... You know, that door is going to be open with Ring of Honor. Like, he's going over there. Yeah. No, nah, it, it's it's interesting. I don't follow it as closely as you do, obviously, but I did watch Ring of Honor. I did watch, uh, you know, all the AEW, and, and, and I did not see New Japan. Uh, I don't know when, like, they're on they're on Fight too. Are they on YouTube or what? Uh, fight's on. Uh, they're on Fight Saturday nights, and I think they're on New Japan World, too. Oh, so, okay. Weekly episodes every Saturday night at 8 o'clock. You mentioned Ring of Honor. Uh, I will just talk about the most recent honor of ring recent ring of honor TV. They announced final battle December 11th in Baltimore. Uh, so I'm pretty stoked for that. Um, we saw on ring of honor TV this week, we had SOS, the soldiers of savagery take on the ring of honor tag team champions, Kenny King and, uh, Dragon Lee. Lee. Um, Looks like Kenny King is out to fuck Shane Taylor promotions. That goddamn bestia came down and interfered in the match. SOS had the fucking champs beat, but uh, bestia was there and it cost them the match SOS with the loss. Uh, it was a bummer, but it was a fucking fantastic match. Uh, I think me and Kevin are in agreement. Khan is going to be a fucking megastar. Uh, and Moses is fantastic too. I love the Shane Taylor promotions. Uh, Kevin, I know you said you watched. What do you think of this match? I don't think that I don't think you can discount any one of them becoming a breakout star. And I love Shane Taylor. Shane Taylor has worked his ass off and he's so positive and he's so good at everything that he does. But if one of these guys say like, you always say like the, the rule is the golden rule is you start a stable. So to hope that somebody breaks off Shane Taylor is the main guy. But if one of these guys comes and oh God, I'm going to pronounce this 
away from Shane Taylor in a feud, then I was gonna say usurp. Usurp is the word. And uh, anyway, if one these guys are both incredible, uh, Kenny King and Dra- Matt, what two belts did Dragon Lee have? Because I is he the television champion too? Yes. Okay, because I was trying. I, I couldn't. I, I, if I'm gonna nitpick, I couldn't tell the two belts apart. I was trying to figure out which belt was which. Um, but I know he had two belts, and I know there's only three belts in Ring of Honor, and I know uh, Bandito right is the world champion. Bandito is the world champion. So I guess I I should have just assumed by a process of elimination that he was also the television champion. Kenny King, man. Well, don't forget Josh Woods is the pure champion. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. The, yeah, I forgot about the pure championship, which is silly because the foundation was in the main event of this uh, this show, and they loved that pure. She is knit. Cowboy shit, if you will. Cowboy shit. I enjoyed the uh, the main event. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, then how, the, the close of the show. Oh, yeah, there was a great. It was, and uh, Joe Keys, Eli Islam, world famous CB, who was also involved. Oh, he was one of the guys that was involved in the uh, in the match at WrestlePro. The suicidal six way for the silver championship. Another great guy. Uh, so that was that's a fun that was a fun little foursome there. Eli Islam, Joe Keys, uh, Cheeseburger, and Matt. Who was the fourth guy that was in there? Uh, Taylor Rust. Yeah, Taylor Rust. Yeah, because I think they played his Tron to come out. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I really like Taylor Rust too. So I'm yeah. happy to see him back in Ring of Honor. Yeah, I just so, wish there was more. Like I wish it was a two hour show. Yeah, so they were the only two matches, and then you had like promos, right? You had the the, the Vinny stuff at the end. Yep, the stuff with Vincent. Yeah, but I wish there was more. I know they do the week by week show, and that kind of recaps Ring of Honor TV. Then it gives you a match. I think it's Brian Malonis and Eric Martin in a pure match, and then Wednesday they do the Women of Honor show. Where they usually give you women's matches. If they could just put that all into a two hour block, um, I think that would wet my whistle. Oh yeah. Woo-hoo. I think that I think that in in 2021, two hours is the most ideal time to have a wrestling show. Like maybe unless you already have a wrestling show. Like if you have Dynamite, Rampage is probably okay at being one hour. Even if you, I mean, I, I wouldn't hate if they went to two hours because I enjoy AEW so much that I wouldn't hate that if they went to two hours right. and you had two two hour shows because their talent roster is so huge. So Ring of Honor, if they did one two hour show. I think would be perfectly fine. Uh, so next week's show, you'll see Violence Unlimited against uh, the Foundation. Homicide versus Lethal or Gresham? Who is no, it? it's four on four. I thought I saw Homicide had a one-on-one match next week. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. It's Homicide versus Lethal, Brody King and Dickinson against Gresham and Tracy Williams, and Tony Deppin versus Rhett Titus. Oh, see, that's awesome. If you get that in an hour, that's fine. Yeah, and then they're doing a championship edition of Ring of Honor TV where good friend of the show, LSG, is going to challenge Josh the Good Woods. Dear good personal friend, LSG. Uh, so that's uh, Ring of Honor in a nutshell. A um, couple news and notes is from MLW. Uh, I know we got to see Calvin Tankman defeat Lee Moriarty to advance in the uh, Opera Cup, and Davey Richards beat Tom Lawler to advance in the Opera Cup. It also looks like they're setting up Hammerstone and his team against Contra unit in the war games. Who is Hammerstone's team right now? He just has EJ and Duca. I don't know who those are. I think he also has holiday. No. Oh yes. And holiday. By the way, I don't know if it was big news, but um, Richard holiday is no longer the IWA Caribbean champion. 
he is now the IWA world champion. So he Ooh. is like the champion of Puerto Rico. Good for him. Uh, yeah, they didn't really make a big deal out of it, but I heard an interview with him where he's like, he said he's bringing Puerto Rico back to prominence. So good on him. I'm bringing Rico back. Yeah, yeah. Good on him is right. Uh, he'll be defending his IWA Caribbean championship next week against King Muertes. Plus you'll see uh, Calvin Tankman taking on Matt Cross. Uh, oh, great. The so they're actually going to show that match. Wonderful. I spoiled everything. I'm sorry. Uh, God, after, Danny Richard Holiday with your fucking social media nonsense. After I, think become, it's, I think it's okay, Tony. After becoming double champion, Alexander Hammerstone has voluntarily relinquished. Oh no! The uh, the you national... know what that means, Matt? Do you know what that means? Mm. Do you know what that means? Fucking tournament shit. <laughs> Are you serious? Can they just give it to the winner of the Opera Cup for God's sakes? Can they just kill two birds with one stone? Davey uh, Richards would make a great fucking uh, national openweight champion, by the way. So there you go. Kate the Great put it out there. Tom Lawler's contract is expiring. I think you want to say y'all. Ye. Ye. Or year end. Yeah. No, but that was I. And starts with E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That way, oh, I'm not gonna say. Uh, yeah, so they're setting up for the November tapings at uh, in Philadelphia, the War Games. Hammerstone, Holiday, and Duca, and a partner will face Jake Fatu, Mads Kruger, Quan, uh, and Joseph Samael. Yeah, all right. And uh, Will Osprey will make his MLW debut for the uh, return to New York City in December. What's worse than Kevin dropping names? Is somebody in the chat dropping names? <laughs> God damn it. Dropping names in the chat. Oh, boy. Kate seems to think that uh, Tom Lawler's contract is expiring in a couple weeks, according to her boss. She didn't drop a name. Tom Lawler. She dropped a name. My boss? Come on. Who's she talking about, Kev? We know, but she didn't say it. She, she, her boss? Come on. No, no, of course. Yeah, I told Kate earlier that the contract was going to expire. Oh, that's right, Matt. That's right. Matt is the... the bell. I threw the fucking bell because another tournament. Shouldn't have thrown the bell. Fuck Matt, that. Is the, Matt is the executive vice president of the Mark Order podcast. No, I'm just, is, of course, he's the vice president. He only shows up once a month. Triple uh, A announced today that Kenny Omega and El Hijo de Viking will uh, have the. <laughs> Wait, what? What? You don't know about El Hijo de Viking? Is he any relation to Black Taurus? Yes, they're all related. Huh. Might be, but oh, they're gonna no. have their Triple uh, A Mega Championship place at Triple Mania Regia on Saturday, December fourth. Vikingo, yes, Regia. Yes, uh, Omega called Vikingo one of the greatest high flyers that he's ever seen. Oh, I know who this guy is. Ooh, there you go. So that should be a lot of fun. I never knew that was his... Viking. Vikingo. And last but certainly not least. Oh boy. Following a federal audit of illegally spent Wall Oh, shit. Mississippi State Auditor Shad White is demanding that the family of Ted DiBiase return $4.8 million to the state. The million-dollar man owes $722,000. His son owes $3.9 million, and Brett DiBiase owns $225,000. How did Ted DiBiase Jr., because it was because of his mission, his, his, his deal? Because I... The DiBiase Senior had the church, and DiBiase Junior had the camp. 
And I guess the camp made like they, they funneled more money into that than Kev. Kev, one word. Jesus. Well, I mean, they're both Jesus. They both they're both in the name of the Lord. <laughs> so it's can't really be that big of a crime. <laughs> state of the art uh, Kate, facilities. Kate wants to know if we're, y'all aren't talking about wow. Uh, I may have missed. I may have missed something today. I know they are bringing back that show. Yes, and I know Tessa Blanchard is a part of it, and so is CM Punk's wife. But I don't know if there was any groundbreaking news today, so I apologize. I wonder if Terry Powers coming back. I mean, what's what? I don't. I I, I didn't know enough about the old Wow to. To, to care enough about the new wow it's pretty it was wow was pretty much the reincarnation of glow with like a little bit more of an actual like competition but still relying heavily on characters like if you go back and watch like the earlier stuff from wow you'll recognize some of the women that are involved today but they just have like the over-the-top gimmicks do they have a do they have a tv yeah they're on axis okay all right that's that's dope Listen, I'll give any, anything a shot. It's, I just don't have access. That's why. Uh, hopefully, maybe they're on Twitch or hopefully they're on something else, too, so I can give them a shot. Yes. Tessa, how do you feel about Tessa Blanchard getting uh, another shot? I mean, I mean, it was only a matter of time. Right. Uh, before she got a second shot, I just, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know enough about to comment on it one way or the other. According to Kate, uh, the great Hensler, they offered La Rosa Negra a contract. The woman Tessa used the slur against and spit on. Yes, I did see that. I did see that. Yeah, so that's why I was kind of wondering. Yeah, and I, of course, those are all the reports that everyone says that that's why WWE and AEW and Impact are staying away from Tessa. So I don't know. I didn't know what when Kate said you aren't talking about wow. I didn't know that she meant that it's it's shitty that they are bringing in Tessa Blanchard, but. I mean, if it's a if it's a startup, you need a name, and probably the biggest name on the that's not signed is probably Tessa. I, I mean, if I'm forgetting somebody, I'm sorry, but I mean, it, it's it it's not ideal because she has been difficult and borderline a bad person. From allegedly, I don't know anything right. personally, so. Right, but I mean, the same was said for Leo Rush, and all the reports are that now that he is back, he is a yeah, but he's a different person. Yeah, but Leo I Rush, know he is, didn't, I know he didn't cross the line like Tessa Blanchard did. Yeah, but he, people he, can he, change. Yeah, I know. I understand, and hopefully Tessa did. And but there, sure. there, there, if she did, then other people would have realized it and probably would have picked her up. Or if the damage was already done. And she's just like Kate said, nuclear and toxic, and all this stuff for much more reasons than Leo Rush was for just having a bad attitude, maybe, or just being this. If the, if you're doing stuff that's completely out of line, and people see that and recognize it, then there's a reason why you don't have a job again. Yeah, just my thoughts. Yeah, yeah, no, I get. Look, I get it. I get all. I get it all. I get it all, but I can't get inside the head of the the wow people. I don't know. Exactly. I don't know what Tessa's deal is. I don't know. You know, she's always been nice to us. We're not the we're not the people that that people have to worry about. Yeah. Yeah. You never know the truth. Pro wrestling. Most people are full of shit. So. But uh, yeah, wow will be back on Axis, so that's a good sign. 
more women's wrestling. I know we kind of didn't touch on it on the NWA, but that's fucking shit they did with Mickey James and Kira Hogan. I'm all in, Tony. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I like the fact that you're going to get an NWA empowered TV show. Oh, that's going to be a full, that's going to be a show now. Well, I think it's going to be like, it's going to be like Saturday night's main event taking over for like uh, Saturday night live, like once every couple of weeks. Hey man, that's, I mean, you got to work with what you got. Maybe they don't have the opportunity to do a show every week with uh, for just dedicated to them. Listen, I'm all for it. And Kira Hogan, I, I believe wrestled on dynamite and lost to Penelope Ford. And then uh, Ruby. So Ruby Soho came in and, uh, and so that, yeah, that was cool. So I'm all for it, man. Like, give me, give me the women's wrestling. Cause it's, it's never been honestly, Matt, I don't think it's been better in a long time so no this is there there's a lot of really talented women out there Uh, i know what lady frost was trending the other night on twitter and that's huge for her and the inspiration are going to debut again i think i may have mentioned this already but but they had a great spot where even when inspiration aren't there they are hysterical because they do like a thing where uh the backstage interviewer i forget her name read like uh a, like a, a message saying that we can't wait to come to from the inspiration that we can't wait to come there. And also if you didn't read this out loud in an Australian accent, then please read it again. Like, like they're going to be great. And they, I guarantee you, they win another prediction. They will win the tag team championships on their first match in impact. Wow. Kevin throwing out all these predictions. It's a huge weekend of wrestling. We have uh, the crown jewel Thursday. We have bound for glory Saturday. We have, uh, GCW Friday night. They're doing Josh uh, Barnett's Bloodsport. They're doing GCW Saturday night with Nick Gage against Suzuki. Uh, Bound for Glory, I think I already mentioned. In, uh, NWA Sunday. It is a hell, hell a week of professional wrestling. Uh, so make sure you're out there you're watching it. You're enjoying it. Uh, you're tweeting about it. Special thanks to Kerry Morton for joining us tonight. The future legend. Be sure you follow him on Twitter at Real Kerry Morton. Instagram, Real underscore Kerry underscore Morton. The Wild Eye Memorial Invitational Tournament takes place November 13th in honor of the legendary Tracy um, Smother. And be sure to get your Shining Wizards 10 year anniversary shirt. Uh, coming $20 for ship. Uh, in the United States, the brand new pen and the bottle uh, openers. So uh, hit us up on PayPal at Wizards Podcast. Send your 20 shekels over, and Tony will get these out in the mail. We have sizes medium to 3XL available. This is a limited run because uh, after November 22nd, we will no longer be 10 years old. We'll be slowly working our way towards 11 years. Well, we will be 10, but we will be past 10. So I know what you meant. There's they're they're limited edition folks, and if you want, if you want one for the shipments that are going out this Friday, get it in soon because I will be making the stop somewhere during the day when I'm going to get my third vaccination shot. By the way, I'm all set for that one. So get it, son. <laughs> yeah, they're moving. Shirts are moving. They're a hot commodity, man. They sure seeing, are. Seeing a lot of stuff in the in the Gmail of uh, money going into the old Wizards podcast PayPal. And the the packages are already packaged up. So if you want to get in there, make sure you get it now. Wizardspodcast at gmail.com, 20 bucks. Don't forget to send us your size yeah. and your address. Very important. Otherwise, we've just got a shirt floating around the ether going, where do I go? I don't know where I'm going. Oh. Uh, congrats to at Deadman2484. We drew his name before oh, he fuck. Get the Pro Wrestling awesome. Tees gift card. So 
uh, we'll uh, reach. I'll reach out to you when we're done with all this. Uh, thank you guys for watching on YouTube, the Facebook, the Twitter. If you want to interact with us, YouTube and Facebook are the best because we can see your comments. Uh, Kate was in there tonight. I know. Um, I know Vince was uh, floating around. Aaron, Eric was in there. Uh, the the Russ brothers were there. Uh, oop. Nelly was there. Nelly, Nelly was here. Blood rolls. Amat Spock stopped by. So thank you guys. Yeah. For supporting, joining us. Uh, the stream yard is taken off. I think this is only our fourth episode doing it. So tell your friends, subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash the shining wizards. Let's get those subscriptions up. More eyes on the product. If you like what you're hearing, hit the thumbs up, subscribe, leave a review. Uh, it takes seconds just to leave a five-star review. Uh, and it really helps us in the long run. And it gets yeah. new eyes on us and uh, we're always trying to grow. Leave a thumbs up emoji. Just go and just leave a thumbs up emoji. Do it. And that, that's all it takes, baby. I got a stacked show for us next week. Uh, uh, Dan Barry is joining us at 8 <gasps> uh, 8.30. Ninja Mac from GCW is joining us. So we are packed to the rafters next Monday night. So be sure to join in. Uh, chat us up, and we're going to have a good time next week. Uh, and we'll find so out pumped. how we did in picks. I am so pumped that you got Dan Barry. I'm a big Dan Barry fan. Great. It's going to be so great joining you guys next week when I'm still in the lead after three pay-per-view picks. It's going to be fantastic. Oh, so yeah. fantastic. And with that, I bid you all a good night, Gracie, and see you next week. All right. I guess all that's right. it. See you guys next week. Yeah, all right. Great, Tony. But what else did you guys want? I don't know. You all could have given like a, a goodbye, but you just decided to go good night, Gracie, right away. I mean, you have Thank a you. moment now if you want to say yeah. goodbye. Thank you all for supporting us. Follow us on all.